Everybody, and this is episode 519 of Conversation Street for the week of the 18th to the 22nd of April. That is Coronation Street episodes 10,616 to 10,621. I am Michael and I am not alone. I have my beautiful assistant, Abby, here right on my lap. And also Gemma's here as well. Hello, Gemma. Say hello. Hello, I'm Gemma and I want everyone to know that bees are essential workers. I don't, I don't get your intros of our anymore. You're into a bit of a gardening mood, are you? What are you? Gemma's making me do some gardening tomorrow, everybody. That's what what joys I have got lined up. It's manly gardening. I did two manly gardening things this week, thank you. I mowed the lawn for the first time since moving to the new house. And I painted the decking today. All day, all day it took me. Four hours of it. It's felt like all day. It was a very long time. I think it took you longer. I think it took you six hours. Yeah, but I had a bit of a break in time because it was just too, man- too manly for me. Did some of it for you? You did a you did a little. And I did the first coat. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very Thanks. appreciative. Um, but well, yeah. So we're going to we're planting some plants tomorrow, aren't we? No, we're not. Oh, what are we doing tomorrow? We're we're using a pickaxe to break the soil up. Oh, to that get sounds stones proper manly. Out. Told oh, you it's manly. Okay, we we have got some plants to plant as well, haven't we? But people don't want to hear about that. They want they to hear about give... what we. They, they don't, monkeys. they don't, they don't. Flipping care. Sorry for the bad language there, Harry. Oh, right. I'm gonna you have to said flipping. Flipping heck. This is getting a bit <laughs> dire, isn't it? Um, right. Um, 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 there. This, there, no, this, this week has just been a normal week, normal week this week, so we'll just get cracking with this what week's have, quit. What's what? happened? You've, you've had your magazine deadline. I've been into school for a few weeks on the Holly Wobbles, organising the trip to, to Edinburgh. That. You're not allowed to say Holly Wobbles, it's too middle class. Oh, Okay. Um, but yeah, we have been watching Coronation Street, so we'll be able to talk about what we thought about that in a little bit. But Gemma, have you got a quiz for me after last week? I didn't. I thought you were doing a quiz for me no, again. No, you did not. You had one ready. I'm sorry. Got a little bit of a ding That's there. just our receipt for all the horse manure that I bought. Gemma's just ordered eight bags of manure for us to go to Winchester to buy tomorrow, talking about middle class. <laughs> No, we if I was... the finest mature um, no. manure from Winchester. If we were proper middle class, we'd just go to the stables and get some <laughs> off a bunty or horse. True. Very true. Um, here's a tip if you're in the UK. Homebase is currently doing four for ten pounds on topsoil and horse manure. God, generally Thank people me later when your roses right are now. blooming. Luckily you can listen to it in the car on the way to home base, everybody. Right, you got your quiz for me? I knew you'd have it. Go 18th, on. the 22nd of April, and year's ending in the tune of seven. Yes. And I got this information from... Coropedia. The back of a cereal box. Ah. Coropedia. Curry cereal. com. 18th of April, 1997, which two characters are driven in a taxi into Weatherfield Canal? What was the date? 1997. Oh, um, Don and Alma. Yes. See, that might have been a trick question. But you could have guessed it Don's from... the one that did the driving. I know, I, really I had to. I really that. thought about how to... <laughs> how to um... I knew what you meant. That was a good episode, that one. I like that one. 19th of April, 2017. Tracy Barlow visits her fiancé, who has escaped from prison... What what is the fiance's name? Classic. And where are they hiding? Rob Donovan, and he is hiding in the uh, now closed Victoria Court Fitness. Yeah, the gymnasium. Yes, that has that is something else now, isn't it? Victoria Court. When we went there the other week, 
it doesn't say it. I can't remember what's there anymore, but they've decided to turn it into something. But they just Don't haven't told me. us on the show yet. 20th of April, 1977. Who does Rita get married to? 1977? Uh-huh. Gotta be Len. Gotta be Len. Oh, doing well this week. Come on, Michael. 20th of April, 2012. Final appearance of which character at his mother's funeral? And who is the funeral for? Ah, see. It ah. also come off. 2012. Mm. Oh, it's the Olympics. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna it's say, it's Will and Kate's wedding. Is my it? my my is guess that is that this is the last appearance of Gordon Clegg at Betty's funeral. Oh my God, you're such a nerd. Yes, <laughs> correct. 21st of April. I'm shamed and proud. <laughs> 21st of April 2017. Who was arrested for the attempted murder of Ken Barlow? Happy birthday, Ken. Ah, oh, um, um, Noise. Sorry, I'm just taking it under the chair. Um, who was arrested? Oh, so many people were arrested then. <laughs> yeah, but who's so, arrested on the 21st Tra- of April? What was the date that Tracy met up with Rob? That was the ooh, 19th. So this is before then? Oh. No, that was before then. I, I, I can't remember. Peter. No, it's Adam. Adam Barlow. You knew it was a Barlow, didn't yeah, they? Didn't I did, you? A bunch yeah. of snakes. Twenty oh. second of April, two thousand and two. Mhm. What shocking discovery did Fred Elliot make about his wife Eve? She's a bigamist. Yeah. Just like Mister Little in this week's Coronation Street. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Supposedly. Yes, so his marriage. He, he was still married to Ray Sykes, and so his marriage. Was bigamous. Oh dear. I think I like the word bigamous. I think we should repurpose it. That's very bigamous of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. Did I get a bigamous score this week? Yeah, it's you quite bigamous, very isn't bigamous. it? Yeah. Eight, 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 eight out of nine. nine. Nice. Is nine. that the most bigamous score? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Birthdays coming up this week. Birthday, twenty third of April. Derek Granger, second producer of the show. Twenty fifth of April. It's William Roach's birthday. Oh, great. It's called Ken Barlow. And I do not know, we saw more of his family, didn't we, um, this week in yes. Happy Don't Birthday, spoil Ken. The news section, yeah, but though. I want to say, they were very posh, weren't they? I think that they should have changed their surname to Roche. <laughs> William Roche, born For, on the 25th. William Ferrero Roche. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're really spoiling us. us. <laughs> um,. I don't think you could spoil those kids anymore. <laughs> anyway, 26th of April, Jonathan Kaplan, who played Martin Chavesky. 27th of April, Chrissy Bond, who played Jenna Kamara and Harriet Bibby, played Summer Spellman. 35. <laughs> 28th of April, Kyron Bose, who was Jack Webster III. Happy birthday to all those lovely Corrie people. Harriet Bibby does not look a day over 12. <laughs> no, what age that. is she supposed to be? I don't know. But I'm being a bit All I know is today. that she's going to Cambridge. I mean, it's Oxford. How could I make just such being a silly. silly error? They must we're need to tell us more silly. about it in the programme. But we're not being mean. We're not being mean at all, being lovely. Right, shall we actually get cracking and talk about this week's Corrie then? Um, yes. Do we really have to? We do have to. I think we could just pass on this one. People need to know. They don't know what to think about it until we tell them. So let's get on. Let's be with Coronation Street, Street tastemakers. Okay, so let's get started with this week's Street Talk time then. And I'll tell you what, Gemma, I don't know what was worse this week's Coronation Street or this week's Doctor Who. Oh, God. 
Well, I don't remember what happened in either of them. <laughs> well, luckily happen? we only had to do a podcast one of them. Uh, Doctor Who, she she met some pirate sea devils, oh. didn't she? And she told Yaz that How she's the best make... person she ever knows. I don't know where How that came from. How do they make science from. fiction and pirates <laughs> boring? They have alien virus. There were aliens, I know, I know, nerds. Um, no, Doctor Who was boring, but I knew it would be. But I was expecting Coronation Street to maybe be good this week, and it turned out it wasn't so good. But, you know, um, we have had lots of good Cory recently. It was so boring, I didn't uh, even tweet anything. You did do some tweets this week. Did I? I think no, you did no, some Wednesday no, today tweets. I didn't. You didn't do any today. I was like, no. I'm having, I'm not even, they can't be bothered, neither can I. No, it's, it's a shame. <laughs> I've really, really loved Cory the past, what, month and a half or so? Ever since Abby had her secret baby. Ooh. It's been firing all cylinders Whoa. pretty much to me. But then this week it just didn't really go down very well. Was it anything to do with the fact that that storyline barely featured in it? Quite possibly. Um, there well, may be other things which we can get to as, as we go. But I'm, I'm really sorry for all the people that did like it. And I, and I even no, saw somebody... See, yeah, we have look, seen one, pa- one person one on our person. Facebook group, Ben. I'm talking to you here. Who absolutely loved tonight's episode. So well, I do apologise good. Good for, for my um, ranting that is going to... I don't even know that I got the energy to rant, to be honest. All that decking painting. It wasn't, painting bad. It wasn't bad, though, was it? It was just boring. It was just a bit boring. Ooh. And there were some good bits. I know who's my character of the week going to be this week already. David, for that one night. <laughs> David was fantastic. What did he do? Back on form again from Jack P. Shepard. He's been MIA. Yes, yes. Um, um, he just he just did an impression of Maria um, go, oh, coming in. Oh, yeah, doing that gossip thing. Gossip he was thing. good he tonight, was wasn't he? No, he's not my character of the week. Spoiler Who alert. Is you it? have to wait every couple oh. of hours to find out. A couple of hours? Oh, I'm doing this for two uh, hours. You know, I however I long tell you what it, However long it takes. What happened the stories Street? we've got this week. Daisy are, and Daniel fell out. We got, don't, don't spoil it, Gemma. Summer. I need to give the storyline title. Just give, like, just give us the titles of the storylines. That's exactly what happened. Driving Miss Daisy. Wild with jealousy. No, that's not that great. Uh, we had the summer burnout storyline. We had a little bit of the happy babby baby. I don't know why I got it in third place, but it didn't feature that heavily. In third place. We had a little bit of Kelly reeling. Um, George's little problem. That's because you know, because of the little Mrs. Little and Mrs. Little oh, and the I, dead little. I thought you could also use this for Tim. <laughs> no, I've got to call that Timperton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, no, you don't laugh at my other option it. for that storyline was. Uh, less Elaine time, more alone time. Can I tell you what? I should write for Coronation Street. Less Elaine time. Less Elaine time, more alone time. It's wicked How fresh. How do you think that this skill of coming up with awful, convoluted puns, torturous puns, how would that fit in? I'd just be the Kirk writer. <laughs> so, right, we need some Kirk scenes, everybody. Michael, pass that over to you. What's he going to say you this week? You can do a better job than they, <laughs> they do with it. I don't think so. Um, we had also, we had Adam doing something this week. I don't know whether he was, a, that was a story or whether he was I just did. kind of... Yeah, he did a few little bits. I know, this he turned week. up. He's, yes. He turned up and he had a woman show up at his office as well. So, anyway, we're mm. about to say what weird. we did I didn't like about this week's Coronation Street. I'm very sorry for anybody who may be listening that's involved in this week's Coronation Street in any fashion. <gasps> I'm sure there's some good bits that we will come across as we get there. So, Gemma, I'm going to pass oh. Daisy over to you. Yeah. What has she been up to with Daniel and that slag, Nicky? No, no, it's this problematic. Week. This whole storyline, we've already been told off on Twitter. For my po- problematic... <laughs> I told Gemma to tweet that. <laughs> problematic attitudes. What happened to the days when we could make fun of Leanne being a pro- ex-prostitute Sex on worker. Twitter? You can't. You can't anymore. Times have changed. <sighs> it's just one PC woke thing after another. <laughs> All What's right, Charlie next? Lawson, come on. What's next? <laughs> come on, right. Not being able to laugh about Monday. dead babies, I suppose. <laughs> 
on oh, Monday. Right. No, on Monday, Daniel sees Beth in the cafe and he tries to talk to her about something sensitive. But Daisy comes in and he's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll tell you later. What was that about? It turns out he's going to school for planning the trip. Now, again, I think this is a, a case of um, Salford or Manchester having different term times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the half of the week they seem to be in school, and the other half they were. No, no, no. They had Monday. They had bank holiday Monday off of school, and then they were back to school on Wednesday, which was actually Tuesday in Weatherfield Land. And today was the end of the week, which is Friday. It was actually Wednesday as well. So you're moving your hands around so much. I feel like this has turned into geography. Some places in the country were back to school this week. I was not. No, but uh, it did give Daniel. You were. Yeah, I know. I was in school a bit this week, but. I wasn't spend. How many days has Daniel spent planning this trip that he's been landed with? Which we still none the wiser about what the what the trip is actually about. But apparently, there's some great culture there because right. on the English classroom board, yeah. there's a lovely poster that's been made saying how awesome Edinburgh is. There's yes, poets and city everything. City of culture. Yeah. Um, I am also wondering what the bloody point of it was because Nikki doesn't work there anymore. Oh, she'll he'll get her. They're, gonna, they're not going on a sexy Edinburgh trip now, are they? By their t- disgusting tablet. He'd probably go up there and he'll which find is, her walking the streets of Edinburgh. Which I firmly, I firmly insist. Counting for business. It's just fudge that's gone wrong. So don't try <laughs> to tell me. Scottish tablet is amazing. It's horrible. It's lovely. Anyway, anyway I apologise for people that have had a Scottish tablet. I, I, do think it's, I do think it's very silly how much time Daniel's spending on this trip. What had his plans for the Easter holiday been? Because I'm completely on Daisy's side for all of this. He clearly had nothing else to do over the Easter holidays. Um, and, and he just, just like, she she probably was expecting to have a good couple of weeks of time with her and her, and her fella. And Hang on a minute, mister. What? Excuse me, are you on the side of the person who's complaining about the other other person working too much at school no at least when i spend time working at school it's not a surprise i haven't said i haven't got any work this holiday i I say no i've got bits of work i was only in there three days this week Gemma. daniel clearly had nothing else to do and he's like oh give me work give me work let me plan this random trip even though i've never planned one in my life and and this ta who doesn't technically even start working here yet She's her first day working Michael, at school. That girl was Wednesday this week. She had was in her there. feet under the table right off. She had a snake plant in there <laughs> before know. she'd even done an hour's I, work. I love, I love how uh, you could tell that she was quitting. Yeah, well, not she was quitting. You could tell fired. she was quiet because she had a box with a plant and files, and that's the universal yep. sign on TV and film that you've been handed in your cards, haven't you? Yeah. What am I going to do? And I'll get fired. <laughs> Yeah, you're just, just going to have to walk around the house with a box of plants. <laughs> walk out the front door with a box of plants, then do a little loop around the driveway and then come, come back, back in, in again. again just so everybody knows. Okay. Why did she have a plant? Where was she planning to put this plant? Also, I, I think I love how petty she is. Well, if I'm, if I'm fired, you're not keeping this plant. It's my plant. I'm not leaving it here for the children. <laughs> just I'm so not in it for the she children. She had been working there officially for two days and she'd already accrued a box worth of stuff. And... Uh, because she's dedicated. She's got a kid to feed everybody. I know, she's got, got a, a little daughter. We've Remember, we saw her. She does exist. It's not a lie. Yeah. Like, not like George's other... cat. Mm. Oh, God. Go on. Sorry, right. I, I distracted was... you long enough. Okay, so he's going to school, planned a trip. Daisy packs a lunch for Daniel and Nikki to enjoy. And it's, is it smoked salmon bagels? Yes. Jenny can tell that she is actually just being nosy to keep an eye on them. Daniel and Nikki are having a lovely time and Orla 
thinks there's something going on. So when Daisy turns up, she's like, oh, you better knock before you go in there because they're just be on the safe side. Cause they're... <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, yeah, because she thinks that Daisy's a delivery driver, doesn't she? And she's, she's like, oh, yeah, my members of staff there may well be at it in the classroom. I don't mind. So... I'm very progressive. <laughs> As long as she's not she, pay, as long as she's not being paid, I don't mind. Orla's just waiting there to they get their kit off so she can jump in and make it a threesome. I think after last week's performance, this is the whole thing, Michael. This whole trip, you're confused. Why are they going to Edinburgh? Orla wants to see Daniel in a kilt with no pants on. Oh yeah, she's going to get she's him like, to stand over a vent like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> what, what a vision! She's like, while we're in Edinburgh, we all have to dress appropriately. So take your trousers off. <laughs> no upskirting, though, because we're not. No, we're not, not allowed, allowed to do that at this school unless you consent. Because <laughs> we did the course, didn't we? Don't right. you remember all the upskirting stuff we had, kids? That lasted a week, didn't it? We all learned a lesson about that one. I like the fact that they have in like they can't. Maybe the maybe the trip to Edinburgh is the ultimate test. After they've had their ten week course on upskirting, can they take a coach full of kids up to Scotland <laughs> without any of them filming up anyone's kilt? I think. Well, I found listen. It. I think I found it. They went on a course about consent, and then like a month later, they're all sharing websites of this poor <laughs> TA. And pictures of her in her underwear. So that went down well, didn't it? Everyone's back in the back in the room. Yeah, I hope, I hope they don't get a visit from Ofsted anytime soon because they're not going to do so well in the old safeguarding, are they? I imagine the course was basically they all had to sit in a room with a whiteboard that's a consent on it, mm. and then they went, "Okay, right now, everyone get out and don't do it again." <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So. I don't know where I am. Yeah, we, we're just... Da- Orla comes Daisy's, in. Oh, yeah, she's... she's um, Daisy's gone in. Don't go in there. Like, so Daisy goes in with the bagels and she's mad. And um, Orla's, Orla's like, oh, I didn't know that you were dating. Any- I didn't know you were Daniel's girlfriend. And Nikki's like, oh, this is awkward. I'm leaving. So Daniel and Daisy can talk. And Daisy's not in the mood. She gives she gives Orla the lunch. And she's like <laughs> crying, going, no one's ever been this nice to me before. She's got a screw loose, hasn't she, Orla, at the moment? She's like, I've got, I've got a banana in the bottom of my bag. Oh, thanks very much. Did she reach in and grab like, a bottle of bubbly or something? Did she have a bit she of a Moira something. moment? She grabbed something out of there. I think she, I, they, they could have they lingered on that a little bit again more. consent no yeah Daisy didn't consent to you taking her booze Orla um Daniel comes home to a very snitty Daisy and we've got to sort those out in the back garden actually now <laughs> remember she um he promises that he and Nikki are just mates and he's like this is getting tedious now and she's like it's sulking so he leaves and D- Jenny <sighs> who's Nikki Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I thought it was a man. Uh, Jenny promises Nikki, Platt, Nikki you know. the 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 TA will find a fella of her own soon enough. And Daisy's like, "That's a brilliant idea. I'm gonna give her a helping hand." So on Wednesday, um, Daniel meets Daisy on his way walk to school. It's the first day back, and it's Nikki's first day in class. And Daisy says, "Why don't we have a nice drink after school so we can all catch up on her first day?" Then Daisy is asking about in the pub, does anybody, like she keeps saying, oh, do you want to, are you single? Do you want to go on a date with my friend? Um, so she asks everybody and 
Um, she asked Paul, she asked Leo, who is inexplicably still there in this programme. He's just like attached to Jenny round. Oh, this was also the day when our friend arm. Rachel came round. Oh, yes, we did have And her. I was basically, I was telling her who everyone was, and I was like, everyone is related to Ken Barlow, aren't they? <laughs> it's like, he's Ken Barlow's granddad. No, <laughs> he's Ken, Ken Barlow's grandson. He's, he's his uncle's cousin. He's his best friend's cleaner. Mm. And Rachel's hot take on Jenny and Leo was. He's a bit young for her, isn't he? And I said, we've already had a very sensitively explored storyline about that, Rachel. And if you wanted to know, you should have been here for it. <laughs> the bottom line is, he's cool what with it. What is going on with Leo? Why? I, I didn't really get why they put him with Jenny in the first place, but he's literally done nothing for the past four months, has he? Is there something going on here? Get rid of him. Get, I don't need him. No, you're mean. So Nikki meets up with Daniel in his classroom at lunch and she is not very happy about this I, this drinks meeting later. Um, later on, Daisy's finally found the perfect man for Nikki and Jenny's like, I don't know if this is actually a good idea. But she doesn't care. Nikki gets to the pub first and sits with Daisy. It's a bit awkward. Nikki is not very happy when Daisy reveals that she's trying to set her up. And it's footballer Ashley. And it also looks like Ashley recognises... <laughs> Nikki from somewhere. <laughs> that was a good moment. So I didn't, I didn't have a, uh, any idea that um, who it was going to be. I was kind of thinking, who who could it be that that she gets them set up with? So it was quite a nice surprise to see. It was Ashley nice back to see Ashley because back, I did yeah. enjoy their scene at some awards or something, wasn't it? That he took her to last year when He's he was being my very vacuous. Second favorite footballer but, on um, the show after James or Tommy O. Tommy O. <laughs> James is like fifth. Jamie's not He's even. after Warren Baldwin. And um, David Barlow. David Barlow. <laughs> no, I no, I thought, I thought that was quite funny. And that yeah, the look that Ashley gave when he looks and he saw uh, Nikki. Yeah, was he's quite funny. Funny. Ashley goes. Ashley's all awkward. He goes to the loo. And Nikki tells Daisy that he's not into. It's not into me. I'm leaving. She tries to go. Daisy stops her. Beth and Kirk see Nikki coming out of the pub later, and and um, Beth is not happy to see her because the last time they had anything to do with Nikki was when. Sinead had just died and Daniel was paying her to wear the Sinead's dead woman's cardigan. Yeah. Kirk doesn't mind though. He's got heavy. He's like, oh, I will. Mm. Oh, Sinead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Inside, Daisy wants to know what Ashley's done to make Nikki go. And he's like, look, sorry. Didn't want to say anything. But I, I do know her. She's Tiffany Blue Knights. <laughs> She's a sex worker. I love. I, I, I did enjoy. Oh, sorry, the cat's just come on. Jump carry on, on Michael. I thought that. I thought that was a good, good pseudonym for for Nikki. Um, <laughs> now this is an Ian Kershaw written episode, I so I, I did tweet in uh, on Wednesday night and say, well, "Did you come up with a name?" And he, yeah, he said there were alternatives, but um, they they weren't all um, okayed. No. By, by the pre nine p.m. watershed board on uh, the Coronation Street place. Uh, Anyway, Tiffany Blue Knights was good. Daniel catches up with Nikki. He tells him about how she knew Ashley. And he's like, um, look, she's not, she's not a sex worker anymore. She is now a TA and that's a different job. So don't define her by her career. Um, Daniel returns... Well, he says she shouldn't be defined by a job that she left ages ago. And it wasn't that long ago, really, was it? Was it last year? Was it the year before? The elephant in the room here is that he gave her five Two grand ago, to go, and from what I gather, work as a maid in a B and B in Lytham St Anne's. Yeah. And where does she? What That's does she gone. invest that money in? Marigolds. <laughs> if you're specialised enough, you could have had those marigolds from when you were a sex worker. 
Yeah, exactly. Sally would. Sa- Sally, She's yeah. She's got a whole dressing up box full. Exactly. I think Sally's kinkier than Nikki ever was. <laughs> she is, isn't she? Inside. <laughs> she's um she's dressing up as old Fergus now, isn't she, Sally? That tonight. was weird. <laughs> right. Maybe she could, as um if maybe if Fergus dies, uh, Sally can go around Izzy's house and do a sexy strip tease for her as Fergus. No? Uh, no. Maybe not. I think if if Sally really wanted to get Tim's gears going, she should have gone. Hi, Tim. I've put all of your food in alphabetical order. Do you want me to make you some soup? She just needs to dress up as his mum. That's it. That was my joke. Yeah. Thanks. So I just wanted to make it in my own. Make it my own. Make it your own. Okay. Yeah. Um, Steal it from you. Daniel goes back to the pub and he tries to look surprised when Daisy tells Nikki, no, tells him that Nikki had another job. Daisy um, is is <laughs> Daisy's like very what's the word un what's the word she's not very sympathetic no well she she's just she's got a, an awesome piece of gossip hasn't well, she well she's also a bit annoyed and she's she's pleased she's like the cat that's got the crew well yeah she's like i can't believe it she's working with kids and everything i think she's washed her hands since it's okay <laughs> daniel says it's just something she did when she was hard up her face drops when Beth tells Daisy that she's surprised that Daisy was cool with Daniel hanging out with Nikki, Nikki considering her past. And then Daisy realises that everybody knew this and she didn't. she's the only one that didn't know. So she goes off to get revenge. She's really angry at Daniel later, tells him what she's found out. He says, look, I never paid her for sex. I just paid <laughs> her to wear a cardigan. It's very awkward and weird. Um... I don't know whether this was better. Yeah, he doesn't particularly hold back. He he does withhold information. Well, he doesn't tell her that... about the five grand. And he also doesn't explain... He doesn't, he doesn't say at that point that we did eventually have sex. He tells her later in the episode, doesn't he? But well, at this point, he just says about the weird Sinead um, dressing up shenanigans that they got up to. Yeah, and he also doesn't say that he nicked that money either. I can't remember. Something happened with that money that, that was weird. It came from Jeff, didn't it? He found it down the back of a sofa or something. I don't know. So, the next scene, Daniel's chasing Nikki down the street saying... No, he's chasing Daisy. Daisy down the street going, I never wanted to have sex with Nikki. And Max is there and he's overheard... Yeah, he hears them, them talking, talking about Tiffany about... Blue Nights. So Max goes home and voggles it. And he's like, interesting... <laughs> Ooh, what have I found? Yeah. Back at the flat, Daisy asks Daniel. I, th- I blame Shona and David for not having parental filters on their child's laptop and they should be monitoring his internet use because he's only 15. Who's got time for that? Back at the flat, Daisy asks Daniel how he's okay with an ex-hooker, she says, working at a school. And he says it was over a year ago and she's got a kid to feed and he's going to help her turn her life around. Yes, I had sex with her, um, but I didn't pay for it. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, she says, right, unless you refuse to work with her, me and you are finished. <gasps> On Friday, Shocking. Daisy confronts Nikki in the street and she says, um, oh, Nikki Nikki kind of tries to be hard, doesn't she? And she's like, leave me alone. I've done nothing. I was hard yeah, up. She, she's supposed to be like um, empowering, isn't she? Like, I can, I, I'm no, not ashamed it? of what I've done. No, she, she just... was. No, 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 no. What? No, she wasn't saying that. She was saying, I had no choice. There's oh, yeah, two that's different... right, doesn't she, yeah. Coronation Street is, is not, has not got a story straight with Nikki yet, yet at all. And it's there's... People are very... Feels like people 
are simultaneously saying that it's empowering, but also it's nothing to be ashamed of, which doesn't mix to me. Do you know what I'm saying? And also, if you t- if Daniel says she's going to turn her life around, then that means that exactly. there must be everyone with a life before. Well, exactly. This this whole thing is like... And then you've got Beth just saying, she's a dirty prosser. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki did not want to, to do this. I don't think it's fair on the character to say that she was ever empowered by what she did for a living. No, and t- yeah, I remember she was saying in this bit, like she used to go home and scrub herself till she bled yeah. and stuff. And I don't think that that is out, an out-of-order opinion to have about somebody who was forced into it by her circumstances um she had to do it for a kid daisy's she's like don't worry about me i didn't do anything i haven't done anything to you i hated it i'm not i'm not interested in daniel so daniel comes around to see daisy and he says sorry i lied to you but nikki i was just embarrassed and she says um okay fine but stay away from her i don't want you to have anything to do with her at lunchtime Daniel's um, marking in the cafe because he is a lazy arsehole. And Nicky comes in and he says, why don't you sit with me? That doesn't make sense, does it? Sorry, just to go back to that again, rewinding. So she says, oh, you don't want to do your marking in the staff room, do you? And he's like, oh, no, I don't want to go in there. He's got a classroom. That's what, he's like, only... I can't go in my classroom because people use it for meetings. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Miss Crawshaw's got a meeting in there because she yeah. doesn't actually have an office of her own. No. Then Nikki's got an office. Where else would she put her plants? But... Yeah, she's like, can you look after my snake plant for me? Because I've got to find a new office. So, yeah, he's marking in the office. Nikki comes in and he's like, oh, she's like, oh, I can't be friends with you anymore. It's so sad. You're the only person I know at work. <laughs> Make new friends. Yeah, your third day in... Yeah. Stop spritzing your snake If you just started a a job and you want to make friends, maybe you should be hanging around in the staff room, like, you know, talking with some of the other TAs or something. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah. She's just being a leech onto Daniel. So he says, we just need to wait for Daisy to get used to the idea of us working together. (laughs) Then he puts her hand on, his hand on the top of hers, and then Daisy walks in, and and because Jenny had seen him going in there and she wanted to have lunch with him, and... Oh dear, that's that's a bit of drama, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, she just happens to walk in there just at the very moment where Daniel's hand is on top of hers. Well, I just want one to point... of many coincidences in this week's Coronation Street. I just want to point out here that not only did Daniel immediately go back on what he said he was going to do, whether or not it was reasonable for him to be, have been asked this in the first place is irrelevant to the fact that he agreed to do it and then immediately I know listen went back on it. And not only that, but said, we will continue to do this because she's got to get used to the fact that I'm not going to pay any attention to what she, what her wants and desires I know. are in this relationship. It was terrible this week. I like, Generally, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll stand by awful. Daniel and I kind of like Daniel and everything. And I think he's generally honourable-ish. But this t- tonight, I was like, come on now. You literally, you're just saying, oh, don't, don't mind my girlfriend. She'll get over it. Yeah. That's bad. That's not he very good. What he deserves what he ended up getting today. And I also don't understand, um, if if somebody told me, uh, sorry, my girlfriend is jealous and he she doesn't want me to hang out with you, that would weird me out so much that I would say, okay, and then never speak to them again. <laughs> because I'm not, you know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's just weird. I don't even think of you like that. Why are you bringing that up? I don't want to be friends with you then. Hmm. But she does. I wouldn't need to be told twice to leave someone else's boyfriend alone. 
So where are we? Would we would this be on to Max, Max now? Oh yeah, we? Max is Max is right. So so, <laughs> so this was like this was uh quite funny. Max Max is there, and all the teens are like, <laughs> we don't like you anymore. Um, and then yeah, he says, Max Hey, isn't popular is he? Look at this porn on my phone. It's the TA. And they're like, <laughs> you're cool now. Half of them probably don't even recognise her because she's only just worked there for two days and they uh, probably haven't cares. had a lesson with her yet. Yeah, he cares. <laughs> so they're all laughing and then she comes around the corner. I think Max has got an idea for his next film project for the uh, for the AV club. <laughs> is, Tiffany Blue Nights. This is weekly, yeah. Okay, so um, she comes around the corner and she's like, right, lads, get back to class. And they go, <laughs> and then... You're like, oh, you're punishing us, miss. Yeah, Max is like, oh, do you want to punish me, miss? And then he, she's like, oh, <laughs> oh good God, what are they talking about? Have they figured something out? And then Mrs. Crawshaw finds Nikki and she's like, come into the English classroom to talk about confidential matter. I need to talk to you about something. I would take you to the cafe to talk about this confidential matter, but it's five minutes till the end of lunch. Yeah, that doesn't stop him normally. Meanwhile, <laughs> Daniel's back in the pub with Daisy and he's like, oh, I didn't need to go back to school. Do you remember that? I didn't yeah. need to go back. Um, saying, uh, no, I was just consoling her because of, I'm her she's friend. Right. Just because I caressed her hand and we had sex before and I lied about it and she's a big sex worker. She's not... Don't be jealous. I don't understand why you're so mad about it. Just because I told you five minutes before I wouldn't do that. You can trust me, I promise you. Um, He says that he's the only person at the school that she knows. So, of course, she has to be his friend. And um, he says there's nothing else you need to know about this. I promise I will sort sort this out together. So, again, he's lying because he hasn't mentioned this money. I don't think the money's going to come into it. The money's not going to come into it because they can't explain why suddenly this TA job is the only thing that's standing between her, her child, homelessness, You wouldn't understand, you're not in education. No, I'm not in education (laughs) and neither is she. The clouds part and then you get a message from on high saying you... You will have no social life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, yes, please. Oh, that sounds brilliant. I hate people. Yeah, me and Nikki. We both had that. Yeah, but I just want to point out, when she came back, though, from living in St Anne's, she was very blasé about the fact that she just didn't, couldn't be arsed with it. Like, oh, who who, who knew there was so much bed sheet changing in a and b business, not me. You just so, thought she'd have been used to washing the sheets after her last job. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you see what I mean, though? She Like, this was her dream. To go to go here and she needed five thousand pounds, which didn't make sense. She got the money, she went off, she came back like two years later going, That was crap. I'm gonna be a TA now. She gets two days into it, she's like, Right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be doing with this either. I don't I just don't buy her um that this is her only No. Uh, I uh, She do anything to feed that little kid of hers. Um See, we've lost where we are in the notes again now, aren't we? Right, so, We're so here. Crawshaw. Yeah. Mrs. Crawshaw's like, listen, I know that people can can do all kinds of um, rude pictures that are fake and do them in Photoshop. So if you see any of me, it's definitely fake. <laughs> <laughs> um, <all> these... <laughs> so maybe that's happened to you too. Is it some high kind of horrible prank? Because um, Tiffany Blue Light Night sounds like a made up name. Um she also says I don't it, know what Orla's um, online, uh, stripper or sex worker name would be, but it could just be an anagram. Okay. <laughs> right. Go on, Gemma. No. Um, <laughs> the pictures have appeared on a parent chat group and 
she's she's like, oh, is this all a lie? No, no, they should be banned. Um, she says it's true, and then Mrs. Crawshaw says, like, remember when you um got this job and you signed a bit of paper and one of the things on it was like, I definitely was not a sex worker and I didn't put any pictures of myself online and there's no video. Is it that box, should you, Nikki? Why didn't you say anything then? Because it's a breach of your contract. That so. reminds me. Why is Nikki wearing a, a necklace with the word Nikki on just above a clivage? Why is that a problem? Because when you work at a school, she's, the kids aren't going to call her Nikki, are they? She's, she's Ms. Wheatley. So it's and it's supposed to be a, a state secret. You're not supposed to let children know you've got a no, first name. When you find out your your teacher's first name, it's like you've discovered the true name of God. I know. Some, some, I still get kids at school now coming to me and say, "I know, I know your name, and I know some of the other teachers' names." Like, well, don't say it. It's out loud I'm because then I'll burst Dodson into flames. To you. <laughs> but yeah, Nikki's kind of giving it away a little bit. Well, she's right? she's she's giving yeah. it all away. <laughs> But for a price. Um, so she she's like, you didn't say anything about this. So you, when you applied to it, it's a breach of contract. You're suspended, and we're probably going to fire you. Your position here is untenable. Yes. Daniel sees Nikki leaving the school <laughs> with a box of. Do you think there's just like one prop that all the shows leaving and TVs? The job box. Yeah, they're like, I need to leaving the, the job box. Has anybody seen it? Now, um, that, that, that little scene there... Get through this. That little, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, carry on, carry on. The cat's gone. Um, cat's that little, that little scene there, which was outside the entrance to that bit of the school, was oh, actually yeah. a little um, it's a little hut, isn't it? In the in the car park in Media City. So when you go in through the main gates on your on your Coronation Street tour, um, that's one of the first things you see. And it's like a little... I can't remember what it's called. Is it like Victoria, Victoria, Lodge, Victoria Lodge or something? There's probably a picture of it somewhere. So it's a little... little um, I don't know what they do in there. So if you're going on the tour in an upcoming weekend, yes. keep an eye out it's for... It's just there on the right when you go through. Yeah. Just a bit of behind the scenes. Nikki's, Nikki's leaving. She's crying. She says the parents found out somehow. I don't know how they did it. Daniel immediately suspects it's Daisy and he says I'll fix it and she's crying then Daisy's in the pub and Maria and Shana are talking about what's happened and David is like oh look at this oh she looks dead dead classy yeah because he's 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 uh, really funny in this he's on the parents chat group isn't he yeah um Daniel comes in and he says uh Daisy just got one thing to say to you you're a spiteful cow bye Daisy's like, what the hell are you talking about? She's she's only just found out what's happened here. Um, she follows him outside and Daniel says, you're malicious. I can't believe you did this. She's going to lose her job in her flat. And she's got a kid. We're over. And they get quite aggressive with each other, don't they? He because really aggressive. He's really horrible to her and she's like poking him in the chest and stuff. Um, later on, You've, you keep writing, writing Daisy and Nikki very interchangeably, Michael. Sorry, it's just like Lydia and Linda all over again. Um, Nikki's in Daniel's flat. She's crying. Oh, I'm going to be homeless. I've got to pay my deposit. Now I can't. Something about it. She can't stay with her mum because the council will evict them. And Dan, Daniel's like, you can stay here with me. Oh, my God, you idiot. Jenny finds Daisy with tears in her eyes in the Rover's back room. And she asks if it was her who outed Nikki, and Daisy swears it wasn't her. And the fact that Daniel thinks it was her shows how little he thinks of her. I mean, that's very true. Yeah. The fact that immediately she, she, he was like, "Well, it's definitely that bitch." 
Um, I know that she's got a reputation and I know lots of people are seeing online are saying, oh, can we all just remember back to that time when Daisy drugged Daniel and kind of lured <laughs> no, him up Ryan. to the bedroom? Oh, Ryan, sorry, it was, wasn't it? Lured him up to the bedroom. She was quite nasty there. Do you remember pretty much all of last year on the podcast when Michael was saying what a cow Daisy is? Remember that, everybody. But um, I completely on her side all of this week. She's been she's been severely mistreated by her man, and I and she deserves to he, he deserves a good finger in the chest. Well, oh, from okay. Her. Um, later on, Daniel is just happens to be there when Shona's outside with Max shouting very loudly about the fact that it was him that showed the picture of Nikki on the internet, and Daniel's like, "Oh no, it was you that started this," and Max is like, "No," and Shona says, "Well, I looked at your internet." on your laptop so I know it was you and she marches him inside and Daniel's like oh dear (laughs) have I wronged my bird not not the most um, thrilling cliffhanger to keep me watching on Monday I know yeah it's not really a cliffhanger was it it was just like derp no, like in in normal circumstances, that might just be the end of a scene. But yeah. it it did for the I end mean, of the what, week. Daniel and Daisy should just never speak to each other again. It's a real shame because I thought they were quite good as a couple. And I enjoyed them last year. Well, the year. thing is, they were kind of chalk and cheesy enough for it to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. They they weren't really suited to each other. Which, but they, despite all of that, they had some weird chemistry. And it she, was like, and she was what? It was just like a stupid like nineties. American comedy like he's the brains and she's the beauty how will they ever get on (laughs) (laughs) it was it's just like Ken and Deirdre (laughs) (laughs) she's sexy specs and he's Mr. Boring (laughs) no I I really at the beginning didn't think that they were at all suited and the whole thing about her wanting to get involved with him because of the money from Denise's house yeah that's gone nowhere wait for Nikki to find out about that tell you what oh well maybe you got a house I can live in maybe been forgotten about well wasn't he selling it or was he renting it out I mean he owns a house why does she have to move in with him (laughs) can't he say look look Nikki I don't know if you know this Maybe you are confused because you get all of your information from watching dodgy television programmes, but there are more jobs in the world than B&B, work in a school, or be a sex worker. There's those Those are just three jobs. There's, like, shops. Yeah. Knicker stitching, you any good at that? Uh, Cafes. (laughs) Yeah. Can you can you make onion barges? You can you can you can work in the cabin and sell newspapers. I hear from Shona that's a really easy job because she's been working there for like two months now and she's we've not seen her done single chef. No. <laughs> What's going on with that? Why aren't we staying inside the cabin anymore? Can we? She Maybe. could be a hairdresser. You only have to cut Stu's hair twice and you win an award. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of options open to you, Nikki. You don't have to do this. And um, you don't have to lower yourself to being a TA. <laughs> I, I of all the stories this week, and, and like we said at the, <clears throat> at the start of this, I wasn't particularly into Corey this week. I did enjoy this one the most. I'm going to say I thought that um, I was definitely on Daisy's side all week. It's a real shame what's happened between her and Daniel because, like I said, it they they had the makings of possibly a good couple. And I'm not saying they won't get back together. They probably. Probably, do you think they'll get back together, Daniel and Daisy? Do you think oh, I don't going? know. I, I thought I think there's enough I potential like... for the two of them together. And yeah, she, I guess she so. was reading a fancy book and everything earlier this week, wasn't she? She was sitting in the back of the Rovers with a with a with a posh, quite thick book in between her. And wow, she was like, thick book, you say? Read, read the rooms. Listen, I want to say 
Daisy and Daniel's relationship was doomed the minute Daniel sent Nikki a poem by email. Oh, yeah. He's cheating on her before anything even what happened. happened the last time you gave that? a girl a poem, Daniel? Remember mm. that? Remember with Summer? No, it's, Everyone it's just pretends show. to read them. They're not interested in your stupid, boring poems. I'd, I'd mu- just, even though Daniel absolutely does not deserve her forgiveness at the moment, I, I would much prefer her to uh, Daisy to get back with Daniel now, than Nikki. I'm not too fussed about Nikki being in the show, to be fair. I think you're being very problematic here because Daisy was very rude and unsympathetic towards... Nikki, when she found out of her past, well, she just we have to address. She didn't very like. Naughty. She doesn't like Nikki hanging around, and she thought that she had a massive piece of goss that could get her into a bit of trouble. Yeah, so but she didn't get her into trouble. It, I don't. I, I don't think she was particularly judging her. Oh, she was a little bit. She was judging her. She, she was maybe just. She a was tad. judging her. Even um, Nikki, but the thing is, Nikki was judging herself as well. Nikki's like, I'm not proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, when uh, Daisy was saying, "Oh, what she's not shouldn't be allowed around kids," it's like I, I, I completely. I, I, I think I think it was a very unwise decision to get a job. Sorry if you've if you've got oh, that. If there's literally pro- websites that are very easily accessible online that show you doing that, or you know your adverts or whatever, it's not. Unlikely, it's not unlikely that someone's going to find out about it. It doesn't. I do I'm not think it was only a matter of time. Been an, an, an escort or sex worker can't work with kids, obviously. But if a well, group of teenagers find out, and it literally, yeah. it was her second day working there that found out that just shows what people yeah. are like. And I know that it was, was part, inevitable. That was um, a, a consequence of somebody happening to be there at just the right time to overhear something. Everybody which is how knew, everybody though. Learns everything these days. Everybody knew. So it would like it was only a matter of time. It was only going to be the first parents' evening, yeah. to be fair, where one of them's going to sit down and go, "I know you." I remember you. Yeah, you got around a bit, didn't you? Um, it's very just... judgmental, Michael. Very judgmental. No, but I think she should have declared it on a on a job application form. I like the way that she was like, "If I declared it, you probably wouldn't have hired me, would you?" And and she Miss Cross oh, yeah. was like, "Probably not." I'm thinking you would have done because she wasn't even your first choice. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was the backup, wasn't somebody she? Somebody, somebody in Weatherfield is getting a phone call right now. They're going, "Right, do you know how we told you?" Like two yeah. weeks ago. Well, we've gone through two of them already. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want? Still want the deal? It's a good job three people turned up. I know. <laughs> anyway, but listen, yeah. I wanted to say, yeah, when when Daisy's saying, "Oh, why she she shouldn't be allowed around around children?" That's obviously a very horrible thing to say, but there's definitely um, questions like, you know, is it? It's not very. It's not very good for children's safeguarding, is it? To like they can it's, stumble across pictures. It's basically, asking the children to go online searching for pictures. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be judgmental and mean about like Nikki's past life. It mm. just is very unfortunate. The world that we live in is just not compatible. These two things, well, especially not like two years. True, but I, I must admit that at the moment, as, as convenient as it was, when Max overheard them having this slanging match in the street, which, by the way kind of your own fault you're asking about it if you're going to do this in in public mm. but when max overheard it and he did his like oh what's this i did have a bit of a, a little chuckle i thought oh, this this could be good and uh, max you know, is just a horrible horrible it, it, boy isn't it he? wasn't like a massive nuclear bomb dropped or anything but um he caused he caused so sufficient is he still just trying to get all out for me to enjoy that bit of it 
is he just trying to get at Daniel or was it just hilarious to him that Nikki was I don't even know anymore. No, he just Possibly. seems like just a malignant tumour in the form of a child. Yeah, I, I think that if he had found that about any of his teachers, I think, he probably listen, wouldn't have done honestly, it. Honestly, I think any kid at school would have done the same thing. Really, honestly. Especially that school, knowing what children at that school are like from previous storylines. Even if you only found out and told one of your friends, you'd still tell them, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, you're not going to look at you're not going to look at it on the internet and go, "Well, this is a holy secret I must never tell." Mm. It's on the internet. We've seen. If you're a kid, you're going to go, "Oh, look at this." Yeah. Well, we've seen that with um, Asher a couple of years ago as well, haven't we? And with Summer's pictures recently, unfortunately. These things, these things happen, and well, it's bad that listen, they do. I've got a confession to make. I've just had a memory. I've just remembered something from middle school. What? I remember when I was in middle school. So in in middle school, we had a, a hall, and we had two floors in our school. And so the second floor of the school, you could look down into the into the the hall from mm. from the classroom. So it wasn't actually a classroom. It was like a, a library area and seating outside the classrooms. And I remember one time, um, well for some reason we were like making something out of newspaper and this was like back in the day when the sun used to have page three yeah so going through all the things i was like i found page three girl and i was like ha 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 and so i i took the picture and i put it against the window while all these kids were doing feet <laughs> upstairs and then they all started pointing and looking up and i went oh this is probably a bad idea and ran away how old were you <laughs> Like in middle school. <laughs> yeah, I think I must have been nine or ten. I oh. thought it was the best thing I'd ever done in my life. That's the worst thing. Whenever I'm doing art <laughs> in the afternoon and I get some kids to help me put the newspaper down on the tables, it's like, oh, please don't let there be anything like that there. And I also, yeah, I also remember um, teachers bringing in, like, old, like, clothes catalogues or whatever and all the boys going, look at the bras, look at the bras and the pants. So Kids are just naughty, aren't they? They are very, very naughty. And of course we are not endorsing so that, any of this behaviour. But I'd probably saying, get arrested if I did that now. We're saying that... Well, I would get arrested if I showed that picture. lots of children are like. Children are naughty. And I totally... Um, what's the word? I admonish myself all, from the future. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so so this story was kind of fun. Were you, were you on Daisy's side as well this week, or did you have no? A bit I didn't. More I, no, no. For... I think Daisy was mean. Um, I think most of it was motivated from shock um, that Daniel had lied to her. Um... Yeah. Well, so she deserves to get a bit I of just, revenge on him. I just like no matter what you think about about what Nikki did, I just can't see anybody really feel like. How can you feel so entitled to judge her? Like maybe you maybe you agree or maybe you don't. It doesn't mean that she needs to hear your opinion about it mm. shouted into the into her face. She's she she was especially towards the beginning of the week maybe a little bit too much on the possessive side. I will Daisy. I will admit yeah. it was Daisy. Um, but yeah, everything that happened. I think Daisy's just in the, like in the second her and Daniel. Of this episode, you know, absolutely on team Daisy. Bad bad mix because she's insecure and he does nothing mm. whatsoever to assuage her her fears. She's mega insecure and she has and she's one of these people that you wouldn't necessarily suspect that considering all the front that she has and you know on her Instagram pictures and everything. But she she definitely is. She's 
Well, listen, you know, people who lack confidence sometimes overcompensate by, you know, putting on this, you know, facade. Yeah. Takes a lot of confidence to look like me. <laughs> slobbing around with a Christmas T-shirt on in at the end of April. April. Yeah. Well, we, we've seen a number of times in the past when she's kind of opened up and she's got a sensitive side and uh, and all that. So, yeah, anyway. Well, I, I, don't, I just don't agree with any of it. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed that story. But I, I just Dan- didn't think that the cliffhanger at the end of tonight was strong enough. Out of everybody, I think Nikki's the one who's the least done anything wrong, but I just don't really like her. She didn't tick the box, Gemma, on her application form. That's a legal document. <laughs> it's like when you go to America and they're like, are you a terrorist? And you're like... Oh no, what if I get this wrong? Yeah. Uh, I say, <laughs> no, I definitely am not. So what we're saying, are you saying that sex workers are terrorists now? The terrorists of schools. <laughs> I don't think that you can put those words in my mouth. We don't, yeah, we have to have a drill every half term with the terrorism, the, the sex worker <laughs> drill. <laughs> There's a woman in fishnets in the playground. What are we going to do? Like, oh, quick, do I, I forgot. Under I, your desk. When it's this, do I take my bag or leave it? I can't remember. <laughs> So if it's a bomb, I take it, right? But if it's a sex worker, I leave the bag? Or is that just for fires? What if the bag's got a pregnancy test on top of it? Put it put it in the bin. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Terrible stuff. What the, um, are we cancelled? I think we will be after tonight's episode. Summer burnout. That to another crazy kid. So she's still stressing Can't out. Can't say crazy. She's 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 working really, got to really say hard. Lally. She's very do lally. She's got diabetes. Um what's it called? But I can't bulimia. Bule- di- what are you talking about? Diabulimia. What? what I think that's what she's Is that called. a word? I think so. you have a look at it on your phone. Diabulimia. Right. Yes, when it's very really, serious. really bad. Right, so Amy comes around the flat on Monday to uh, have another study session with Summer. Oh. Billy, am I right? That's how I got it. Billy um, goes off to the soup kitchen yeah. because, you know, that's what you do as a, an archdeacon. Mm-hmm. Billy, like I gotta go and do some archdeacon, and it's Easter Monday. It's like people keep going on at me about blah blah Easter something. I don't know, but I've got to go. Got to go and serve some minestrone up. Summer tells Amy she doesn't need looking after. Then we have Jacob come round later, and he was flipping brilliant this week. He only, he was, I think, he was only in on Monday's episode, but he saved that. No, he's awful. For me. He's, he's like, naughty. No, rent is due, but we and we haven't got enough money to pay it. What are we gonna do? Don't worry, I'm gonna sort it later. So um. He goes off down the street and has a little confrontation <clears throat> with Simon later just to remind us that they hate each other. He heads into the corner shop and it turns out that Evelyn's had a bit of an olive at the bistro situation here. Oh, she's no. bought too many. She's bought three times too many boxes of blue Alka Pops as she actually wanted. Uh-oh. So Jacob says, don't worry, doll. I will take them off your hands for £60 and I'll give you 10% of the profits. Shake on it. So he's outside Victoria Gardens later doing quite well as it happens. He's quite it's good funny. at... It's funny peddling the old um, narcotics. It's funny how if you get sell alcohol to people with no ID, they'll pay any anything you ask them for. Yeah, exactly. Good, good bit of business there. Summer comes over, um, and then Amy says, <coughs> um, "Did you really?" lose your phone at home because they go out and then Amy heads back in well, saying Amy that she's knows. lost her phone. Hang on. Amy knows that Summer has bulimia. Yes. Oh yeah, so Summer's gone back home 
Amy says, are you sure you lost your phone or are you just not make, you're making yourself sick? And someone would say, I'm fed up of you constantly having a go and suspecting me all the time, checking up on what I'm doing, think whenever I'm off on my own and making myself sick, just back off, Amy. Back off, woman. Then Simon comes out of the co-op and he phones the police and says... Um, there's a there's a there's a scary boy outside Victoria <laughs> Gardens. Um, are you selling something suspicious to teenagers? I think it might be drugs. It what, is drugs. What a, what a nasty boy! It's the that best Simon drugs is. in the world. Simon and alcohol. Max, terrible people. So a bit later, and Summer is looking a little bit peaky in Victoria Gardens. She's like, oh, I've come over all faint. I'm just gonna collapse on this on this big pile of. Alcohol. Yeah, and Jacob can't be there to save her because he's had to scarf her because the police have shown up and that was quite funny because Evelyn was there with Cerberus, wasn't she? And she's like, quick, it's the Rosas. I know, I and love that. She's Jacob like, run. legs it down the road pushing his trolley of alcohols there. Great. But he left some behind. He, did, he left some behind, so... um. I, I love this. The police, the Weatherfield police are just the dumbest bunch of idiots in the world. They genuinely thought that Summer... A, a teenage girl has gone to a park and she's brought with her four crates of Alco Pops. Are there, are there only two? And nobody's like, <laughs> no, nobody saw her, you know, she's not trying to hide it or anything. Middle of the day, on a Monday, completely sozzled out of her brain. It was a bank holiday, telling for jollity. I tell you what though, parks around the country <laughs> on Monday afternoon were probably full of people exactly. with big crates of Alco Pops. So... The, the police get there. Summer's looking pretty woozy. They're like, here's they a clue. The, they see the bottles of Alcopops <laughs> there, put two and two together and say, we don't need to test her. She's clearly... No, they don't. They don't think that she's drunk, do they? They, they, they think that they she's do. been... No, no, well, they think that she's had more than that because Simon reported Jacob for selling oh. some drugs outside, didn't he? So they say she looks like that she's had some drugs or something. Do you think so? I thought... Yes, they I literally said that. I would have thought that they would have a duty of care because, you know, when you're drunk, they go... Whoa. Chuck them in the cells until they sober up. Well, they looked after her. They chucked her in a police car and then chucked her in the cells. They didn't test her for anything or get, you know, the police doctor or anything. We to, on this. To look on her, no. You're pregnant. So they take her into the police station. Simon later tells Amy what he saw and Amy's a bit confused about this. Why would Summer be drinking? Um, and she guesses that Simon good. was the one who it's called the police. And <laughs> she is absolutely livid at him. Heads off to the station to go and help Summer out. Amy and I. What good friend she is. Um, yes, they are. I know Amy they, and Ardy are good friends. They are. They're lovely. They come into the uh, the police station. Luckily, Officer Craigie's there. He's back to work now. As a Nick, I tell you what, what have happened if Craig hadn't got, had been back at the police station? Someone would have died in that cell. Would have died. But it's, he's having a nice little chat with the desk sergeant. Yeah. And um, and they say, Craig, you gotta go and help Summer. She. But could be a blood sugar's low or something. And he's like, yeah. what? Summer's been brought into the cells? I didn't know nobody told me this. Dashes in, finds a collapse and goes, quick, call, call an, an ambulance. ambulance. And then See, goes and checks that she's okay. If, I, she's was, if I was a policeman working in a community where I, li- where I lived and knew everybody, mm. first first half an hour of my shift would be me walking up and down the cells going, ah, ha, ha, ha. what did you do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got to be someone in there at least every yeah, day, isn't it? At least someone one you know. Yeah. So Summer's taken off to hospital. I just want to say one thing. Yes. Um, that I have heard people who have diabetes say before that when they have like a crash because of their blood sugar, mm. often people don't help them because they think they're drunk. Okay. And it's very sad. But... It's scary though if you see somebody who's who's sort of like disorientated, 
it's you, you sometimes get scared because you think, what if they are drunk and they attack me or something? I'd like to have seen the uh, the, pe- the police officers saying that if someone had died. Sorry, sorry, Gov. Most people don't think that they're drunk when that happens. It, we didn't need it to podcast. test. It's just like, you know, common knowledge, It's not just us it? that they're, does it. They're usually drunk. Well, just if you can help somebody, try and help them. Yes. Don't just so, assume that she's people... She's fine. Although it's a fair guess yes. in this country. Yes. Billy arrives at the hospital, very grateful to Amy and Ardy for um, alerting the police to <laughs> Summer's plight. And um, she's very, she's fine. I'm she's fine. She's sitting up. She's okay in the bed. And I was watching this thinking, oh, that was a bit of a storm in a teacup, really, wasn't it? Nice bit of a break cliffhanger, but she's all right, really. She's fine. She says she just forgot to eat her lunch. And then a doctor reminds her she really must prioritise her diabetes, actually, uh, to keep your blood sugar stable. So there's the lesson for today. Back home. Yep, she's back home again. (laughs) She's literally, how many, two scenes ago she was collapsed in the park and now she's back again. Uh, doing and an audition for Oxford. Everybody is where your council tax goes. Thank, can we just Hooray! applaud the NHS for Yay! their fine work they did with Summer on Monday? It's not council episode. tax that pays for that, though. I was talking about <laughs> the bosses. Oh. Um, anyway, she's rather embarrassed about what happened. Billy blames himself for not paying more attention to her food and meds and everything, but he's going to be so on it now. So he oh, sees dear. Amy in the street later and thanks her. Um, she comes clean about discovering Summer making herself sick last week. And Billy's like, blimey, this sounds a bit like bulimia. He's terrified that this could sound even worse uh, for Summer. What with her diabetes and everything? Diabetes, bulimia, you have? Diolemia. Diabulimia, that's right. So he goes home, Bul- asks Summer. Bulites. Bulites. Billy goes home, asks Summer... Got anything you need to uh, get off your chest? Anything you need to tell me, young Summer? And she realises that he's been speaking to Amy. She's got to come clean about what she's been doing. I felt really bad for her. Sick. And Billy says, you could have gone into a coma. She sobs. She knows. She She wants to stop, but she doesn't think she can. She's she's not doing it for... She's not doing it for what? She's she's a compulsion, isn't it? Yes. Yes. She has a good old cry, tells Billy that she's so fed up with her. She just wants to be able to eat and drink normally, especially with a friend. She says, I would go out and we say, let's go for a pizza. But what will Summer think? And she just wants to feel normal. It's like being a vegan. She's been making herself since (laughs) six, since Christmas. But I've only been in a story for a couple of weeks. So so it's not so bad, is it? I haven't been scheduled. She wants to stop, but she doesn't know how. She hates her diabetes so much. And she thinks she's let Billy down. Oh. And Billy says, don't worry, look, we've got a story out of it. So, you know, every cloud... We could be, we could be nominated for Best Family. Yeah, we could. I hear that the um, Rooster Over Awards nominations crossed. are coming out in a couple of days. Come on. Come on, the, uh, the Mayhew Spellmans. The Adopted child who likes robots. Yeah. It's practically it's in the bag. It's in the bag. Um, he promises that he'll get her help through this and Summer's, um, she, she's going to get herself some professional help. So that was actually quite a nice scene between Billy and Summer. I the... felt really bad for her because when you've got an eating disorder, doesn't matter what kind of eating disorder it is, it's almost always hinging upon an obsession with food. Mm-hmm. Whether it's overeating, undereating, or bulimia, or what, whatever it is. And you, I don't know how you overcome it, because if I did, I wouldn't be fat. But she cannot stop thinking about food because she's diabetic. So she has to think about it. She has to constantly be sort of obsessing about what she's eating. And that must, that's very, see, this is the thing. When you when you start dieting and things, 
you have to be really careful that you don't obsess about what you're putting into your into your mouth the whole time because being vigilant is one thing but being obsessive this is what leads to eating disorders so i'm not surprised that this has happened to her yeah and and adding not surprised in also, that it happens to lots of people as well adding in also the worry about her weight as well the whole thing is just it seems and like she's doing I'm surprised levels. it doesn't happen more often to people. And I think it is not that uncommon. Well, here's my tip for coping with this <sighs> if you have this problem. Is, go on, tell me. Well, you just finish off this story and then you forget about it and then it's just not don't part worry of your character it. anymore. Yeah. Just forget you've got it. Like how Amy forgot she was lactose intolerant. That does get brought up every Because, now you know, is it... See, she's saying, oh, we'll go out with my friends and everyone's like, let's go for pizza. And let's they're like... Let's go for a milkshake. Oh, we can't. Amy's with well, us. Well, no, listen. Let's go for ice cream. We can't. Amy's with us. They go, let's go for a pizza and everyone's looking at Summer and she's like, well, she can't eat cheese. Are you talking about me? Amy oh, can't yeah, eat that's cheese. that's very true, actually. So they're both ruining everybody's fun times. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Amy thinks this is great. Everybody's blaming Summer now. She's like, oh, really isn't Summer such a drag? <laughs> so Wednesday then, Billy gets Todd and Paul together to tell them about the Summer situation. The gay dads all together. They all need to keep an gay eye on summit. her eating. It was, wasn't it? I loved it. Yes. Summer walks in and is no mood for any of their pity. No. So uh, she heads off to Victoria Gardens where she's found by Ardy and she admits she's kind of glad that Billy knows but she's fed up of people checking up on her. Well, that's not going to help, is it? You know, the idea that everybody's scrutinising you, that's also going to feed into it. Exactly. So Todd goes to the cafe and says, right, Shona, you need to take note of anything Summer has whenever you come in. Everybody in this street has something here at least twice a day, two meals. They come in here um, and do a little bit of work as well. Yeah. So make sure you say what Summer has. Exactly. Um, But I can't tell you why. Don't ask me why. It's a secret. I'm doing a survey. And then he goes and talks to Adi about it as well. I I don't understand what he thinks he's going to achieve because it doesn't matter what she puts in. It's what comes out that's the problem. And where it comes from. Well, if if Shona tells him that he had that she, that she that someone yeah. had ten cream horns, and then they go home later, and she says, "Oh, I'm really hungry," then and he's going to say, "But you had ten cream horns." Do you know I don't want to ever eat again as a cream horn because I had ten today. Mm. He'd be like, "Aha! I know where you got them from." Yes, exactly. <laughs> so she goes off to the um the uh, Todd goes corner to shop. Summer. I've already done that. No, we've missed bit. We've got Ardy and Summer at the corner shop oh. where she's buying stuff for the soup kitchen. Oh, but Ardy yes. doesn't believe it because he's had the idea put into his head by oh. this point that she's just buying a load of food to scoff herself. Oh. So he's so he obviously serves her. Um, but then he gives Todd a ring. So Todd has a go at Summer when she gets back home later and starts raiding her shopping. Billy walks in on this, of course, and says, no, no, Todd, it was for the food bank. So hang Summer on, has a massive Billy. go at Todd for trying to control her, says, I've done nothing, you've done nothing but screw with people since you've been back on the programme yeah, with true. your new face. You are toxic, You're toxic, mister. you're horrible. Listen, what? Billy, right, earlier in the week, Billy's like, oh, I've got to do the soup kitchen stuff. Oh, God, food bank, blah. Next thing, you know, Summer's there doing it. What's he been doing? I'm he's thinking. like, oh, I'm just going to watch Songs of Praise on YouTube. That's that's part of my job, isn't it? <laughs> da, da. No, that's Antiques Roadshow. I've been Songs of Praise, everybody. Well done. A few times. Making pasta. What a lie. Alex Jones. If there's if there's never a testament, if you, if you wanted to prove everything on television is a lie, all you have to know about it is that Michael watch was on television of songs of making pasta. 
probably that's what you could probably count on your hands how many times in your whole life there is a longer story behind this but it's not for now billy confirms oh it was for the food bank i've already said that summer's fed up so later on He's she toxic. has a biscuit binge oh. Uh, Billy walks in and says, what's that you're scoffing with those you and your packet chocolate digestives? And she says, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to hurt myself. This is all just too much for me. And he's like, I'm going to get yeah. you the help you need. Don't worry, and it's I summer. Just want to point out too, also, the way she was doing it, you could tell it was, she was getting no pleasure from it whatsoever. It was just some kind of mindless compulsion. Yeah. It's almost like cutting yourself or something where it physically can hurt you. It's like you're hurting yourself on purpose. Mm. You're not getting any pleasure out of it. You're just kind of trying to off offload your thoughts from whatever's worrying you into, oh, God, I'm eating biscuits. Mm. I don't even like them. No, well, it whatever. wasn't even McBitties, was it? It was that off-brand that Corrie often uses. Oh, Kenner's Chocolate Digestives. Lovely. Um, so, Friday, Billy tells Summer that Aggie has organised a diabetic support group for her and he's booked her a session today. But what about my Oxford revision, says Summer. I've had two days with no revision for my French exam. And he says, what? Stuff that. Do it you're in French, going, then. You're going to a diabetes meeting today, whether you like it or not. Um, you're not even going to make it to the exam room the rate you're going. So I so thought you've she was going to collapse this. in an exam. So she's... There's still time. There is still time That's for true. that, Gemma. Um, but where are they obviously doing the exams? In Daniel's classroom. Yeah. All the, all the exams are done And in she's there. stealing all the answers off the Edinburgh... Um, Flow chart or whatever they had. <laughs> um, I feel bad if they have to use that as an exam room because there's there's English words all over the wall, aren't there? Like passive and prepositions. And oh, I thought it would be like cafe and no, so they down for an exam. Anyway, turns English up at the words. meeting later and meets the hilarious new character Aaron, who jokes that this is a Sex Addicts Anonymous meeting. She's like, what? Don't really? Don't say that to her. She's twelve. No, not really. I'm just a Josher. Um, so no, she's, she seems to like him. He says, don't worry if you just want to listen to your first few times at the meeting, that's fine. And then later on, the bad they're meeting. Summer and Aaron are clearly into each other yeah. already. She makes a joke about murdering people. What does he? What does she say? He says, are you a serial killer? And she says, no, they're all accidents. Oh, yeah. That was kind of funny. What she should have said is, no, no but my dad is indirectly responsible yeah. for the death of Ken Barlow's daughter. But don't worry about it because he was thrown off the side of a cliff and now it's all cool. Yeah, yeah. See, if this is the thing. I remember um, being fascinated with the idea of how to kill people without ev- leaving any evidence. Because mm. there was all that stuff like, oh, you can use, you can stab somebody to death with an icicle and then it melts and they'll never find it. Or you can hit them with a leg of lamb and then eat it. People are going to be using this podcast to commit quite such atrocities. Those are really now, good ideas, everybody. But the other one I heard was a murderer. You've not done it, obviously. I haven't done it. I didn't know how to do it. Um, somebody injected insulin into somebody but they did it right in the bit of their toe where your toenail is. They put oh, it God, under the toenail, you... like diagonally, it's so that they couldn't cow. see them thing. So she could be a killer. She's got the insulin. I don't know how you do it with insulin. Don't give the Corrie writers any ideas, Gemma. I would love someone to become a serial, an insulin serial killer. It might make her a little bit more interesting. All she needs to do is find out who the other people competing for her place at Oxford are. Yes, and just exactly. go around the country murdering them all. Yeah, so she doesn't get into Oxford. She's like, right, do I well, go through clearing yeah. or do I find all my competition and brutally get them murdered? Don't go through clearing. It's boring. You have to be on the phone. Yeah. Did you go through clearing yeah. to get to Southampton? I thought you did. Where were you going to go? Why are you being so rude to me? I'm not. I'm I not didn't... judging no. you for going through clearing. Listen, what happened was I was supposed to get 
I think I was supposed to get an A and two Bs, and I got two A's and a C. And so all I did was phone up and went, I've not got the, I've got the right number of points, but I haven't got the right thingy. I haven't got the right grades. Is this okay? Because mm. the one I didn't do very well in is biology. And I don't think you need that to do English, do you? And she went, oh, hang on. Let me look. Oh, no, that's fine. And I went, thank you. Bye. Oh, easy. I, I'm so glad I phoned up because I nearly didn't bother because I was like, that's fine. And you'd have never met me if you hadn't gone to university. Just think that one phone call. That that one phone call <laughs> changed your life, it did. You wouldn't be here doing a podcast, John. I really literally would not be sitting where I am now if I had no, not made that, made that phone, phone call. call. There we go. So I, I anyway, what's that got to do with insulin murders? Nothing. I was, they also reminded me that on Classic Curry this week, Toy Battersby got her A-level results, didn't she? Three E's. Shocking stuff. Oh, so it could could be worse. Uh, Summer, I'm sure you're not going to. But look how she's done. I know she's done so well by herself. Look at her. Look at her handsome fiance. I know. She, not many people can land that fella. Only no. her and Abby. Yeah. Although Summer's um, uh, new boyfriend to be Aaron also quite tall. Yeah, but you know what I say about tall people. They make you look like you're standing in a ditch. <laughs> no, I say they're literally a waste of space. That's harsh. They are, though. They, you don't need to be tall. I'm I'm a perfectly formed human being. You can be even smaller than me. And I need less, not that I eat less food, but I need less food to run. I wish I, I think, was taller. Literally, I think we should get rid of, we should eradicate tall people because they are literally killing the planet. No, I want to be a taller person. No, you can't. You're I feel perfectly... really sad about being a bit short. You're not short. You're the perfect size. I am quite short. I don't, I, I've said before, I think... Anything taller than me is waste of space. <laughs> um, okay. Any any thoughts? You need on to the... be more compact. Also, you're probably taller on different it's planets. We're talking about coronation. <laughs> and if they were to decide, oh, we've got to send someone to Mars. Who should we send? The first person to Mars. They're not going to pick a tall person, are they? They'll be like, you can't even fit in the capsule. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that why they made Tom Cruise be in Top Gun? Tom Cruise close the cockpit is like the most else. famous person in the world and he's like only four foot two. I think he's the same height as me. Did you know that he's going to be and presenting the Platinum Jubilee thing celebrations? No, we're, not, we're talking about Why is Tom Cruise presenting the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations? I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. But I love I it. found... That this summer story Maverick, was quite difficult. Film, scene, it? it was quite difficult to get behind. <laughs> as as important an issue this as is this, chaotic, is, this is, I was getting a bit of issues fatigue oh, with this. Yes, and there is. hasn't even been very many issues on Coronation Street recently, has there? There's been Tim with his heart thing. That wasn't particularly an issue. There was upskirting. Well, that was only there for a little bit. But I'm just kind of watching this going, <sighs> oh, I'm being preached at about diabetes. No, it was diabulimia. Diabulimia. Um, and and I and I get how if you've you know if you've got the, the diabetes or whatever then you can um, mm. uh, I've forgotten the, what the word is you can say oh yes I am going through something similar to summer and isn't it awful or well, I could go to a support group what a lovely idea I hadn't thought of that I might meet an Aaron there as well but I just with all that aside I was just watching it thinking oh, it's a bit dull I mean what's what's happened so far in the story she binges a load of stuff. She collapses every so often. People find her and go, oh no, Summer could die. And then she gets taken to hospital and actually she's fine. And then she says, oh, having diabetes is really hard. Oh, I've got to go to Oxford. Everyone says, they're there, we'll get you through this. And then, you know, they leave it for a few weeks and then the same thing happens again, but in a slightly different circumstances. It just feels like there isn't much of a story going on here. 
It's just, look at this person, isn't diabetes sad? Which it is. And I know there's people with diabetes that are watching it and, and everything, but it's it's just not particularly exciting for me. And, and it doesn't help that I'm, I'm still, still not quite buying the new summer after all this time. I think she's a bit of a drag. She's a bit of a drag. But, you know, that's summer. What do you think? Are you, do you feel the same way or am I just being really so mean? So this support group, was it just for diabetes or was it for people with eating disorders? I think it was just diabetes. I was going to say, is it interesting that Aaron was there because I just looked up diabulimia and apparently the frequency of it is 20% of women with type 1 diabetes, but 40% of men. Oh, interesting. I've not, I I would not have ever guessed that it, it affects men so much more severely than women. And it is very serious. Yeah, I know I don't it think is, which makes me take, feel bad for kind of getting a bit down on it. I but. don't think people take eating disorders seriously enough and they are incredibly, incredibly dangerous. They are, they totally, totally are, but it doesn't mean it's an interesting story when they put certain characters in it that aren't particularly interesting anyway, sorry. Listen to this. The people people with diabulimia have a mean age of death around 45. That's shocking. I get it. I know it is, but... But is this going to turn into another Craig's Got OCD storyline where they're like, ooh, let's all discover together how serious and under misunderstood this is and then go, but that was too complicated and boring, so we won't, we'll forget that ever happened. I mean, I'm not even seeing whether they're doing, if you relate to someone in this story, go to itv.com well, slash advice. And, I know that like, We're not hearing about a load of charities that they're working with. Oh, well, it's because you're not looking. I'm not, I'm not, not looking. looking. That's true, I'm not looking. So maybe but if are. you go to the ITV advice page, it is kind of become a bit of a parody of itself, if you ask me, because it's literally, every single storyline is like the charity for this, that and the other thing. Which is, you know, it's responsible of them to work with charities and things, but it does not help the cause of trying to defend Coronation Street where people say oh, it was just a bunch of issues now and it's it's preachy. Yeah. I don't think they've got a very good balance. No. But again, I've said this before, you, you paint yourself into a corner where everything has to be treated with, you know, extreme severity and reverence when you've also got people running around, you know, shagging each other wearing stolen... Hats. Traffic wardens' caps. Like, the, not everything can be an issues-based storyline. And when you pick and choose which ones are and aren't, you're kind of making a judgment about whether this is actually a problem or not. But I think that one is an issues-based storyline, and it's an issue of being a bit floppy when you're older. I thought it was just being um, weirdly horny. Or th- is there something in the water? I don't know. Is there a carbon dioxide uh, monitor going off somewhere in that house? <laughs> I think they should have had the uh, what they should have done in that summer and Aaron scene where he says, "Oh, is this a, is this the sex ad- addicts meeting?" And she's like, "No." They should have had Sally and Tim sitting up, standing up and going, "Oh, Sorry. is it not? We've come to the wrong place." Sorry. They wouldn't go to a meeting <laughs> for it. They should. The horny they things. They should. You haven't told me. Oh, I keep trying to I, get you to tell question? me. Are you finding this interesting or not? No. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I need. <laughs> I'm to really know. sorry. Not I'm not finding me. it interesting. I think this whole podcast should be scrapped. I this think is chaos. No, I think I'm, I'm proud. also I'm nice time chatting with you this evening. I'm also not doing myself proud. Am I having so many problematic opinions? No, it's fine. It's oh dear, fine. I don't care about bul- diabulimia when it's summer. 
Can I just say one more thing before we move on to the next storyline? Another good thing with Jacob, um, a nice little scene uh, was on Monday's episode when um, Evelyn tells Jacob she knows where where he lives, and he's mm-hmm. like, no, "No, you don't." <laughs> and he, Jack gave a really good delivery he's of really that cheeky. line, and uh, and she and then she gets hardly involved. It was funny. You've probably seen it. Once a dealer, always a dealer. Right. Is Jacob going to pick up the mantle of Ducker and Diver now that Chesney's just forgotten what a market is? You know, maybe if he maybe. remembered that markets exist, he wouldn't have starving children. I think that he's the Jed Stone of the 2020s. Good. And the Where's his hat? Next story. Happy Babby Baby. <sighs> no, this is a good one. That's no, but it wasn't in it. <laughs> it was in it on Monday. Yeah, but, okay, but I don't like this guy. I don't like this man. Ooh, ben. No, Imran. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's too tall. He's a waste of space. Monday, Imran has to go to work for a bit and Toya's like, oh, suspicious. Imran meets with Ben, who is a paralegal who also is a private detective on the side. And I don't understand how this man has... I don't understand. This is silly. He's not a paralegal, is he? He's just a... He is. But but he's not... But the whole point, Imran hiring him, is that he was a paralegal. But actually, he's hiring him for a completely different job. Yeah, they should have got Lenny back. Lenny Lenny should have come back. He's great. So he's like, right, prove that... Abby is still on drugs. So in the pub later, Imran tells Toya what he's doing and that Ben is going to follow Abby. And Toya's like, this is terrible. I can't do this. Oh, this dear. This sounds very immoral to me. This Imran. is not good. This what would... my Toya voice. <laughs> oh, Imran. I can't believe oh, it. Oh, Percy. Just listen to me, Toya. It's me, Imran. No, I can't. I can't allow it. Um, what would Spider do? That's how I live my life. Wear, wear hideous tights. Is what Spider would do, apparently. Um, so he, he says, this is going to really... She says, this is going to mess everything up. If Abby finds out that we've done this, we need to. you need to stop doing it. You need to stop. So Imran and Roy meet Elliot. No. No, Imran, Abby. Abby and Roy meet Elliot yes. at the cafe. And he says... Right, we need to we need to make sure that everybody knows that Imran took advantage of you when you were vulnerable and he did not defend you properly when he was in court and that's why you didn't um, get what you needed out of the hearing. And Abby's like, oh, I don't know if that's really true though, is it? And Toya comes in and she's like, oh, you, you snaky, sneaky snooze, how dare you? Um, she has to go at Abby, she has to go at Roy, she says they're sneaky, and they're trying to discredit Imran, and he is so tall. How could you? Well, they shouldn't have had this very confidential meeting. confidential meeting in the cafe. Roy's and then like, that wouldn't have happened, would it? Roy's like, I do have a private apartment upstairs, but I don't think we should go there because <laughs> Sam's playing chess with his girlfriend, so don't want to disturb them. Imran, no, hang on. Yeah. Toya goes and tells Imran what they've been doing, and she gets pretty mad about it. And also, can I just point out, the obvious thing here was the thing that they said earlier that hasn't happened yet, which is the fact that Imran lied about not having any prior knowledge of... Well, he didn't He didn't have any, what's the word, conflicting interests mm. in this case when he was the father of the child. Yeah. And he has no 
defence, apart from lying, about whether he knew at the time that he was a father, why aren't they pursuing that? Because that was what Imran was worried about and he said he was going to be struck off of being a solicitor. So if these people were, were had two brain cells to rub together between the, the lot of them, they would use that and get him struck off, then he can't defend himself, then he's he's got no money coming in, he can't hire anybody, he's going to be screwed. Or maybe they will. Well, they haven't even thought of it. They're going, oh, let's just say he's incompetent. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, so she says, Toy's really mad about them being sneaky and saying that he's a bad lawyer because she can't, she can't have that. No matter whether he's a sneaky snake or far too tall, at the end of the day, he's a damn good lawyer and he cares about his Didn't clients. Didn't you see him in the 60th anniversary week episodes? Exactly, he did soliloquies and everything. So yeah. So she's, she's like, like, I'm fighting mad anything. now, that's it, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get Alfie. Later on, Abby tells Evelyn what's going on and Evelyn says, you should talk to Imran um, because Alfie should be with his mum and the pair of you should reason it out together and come to a fair and joint agreement. And so Abby's inspired. She goes to find Imran and Toya. They're there with Alfie. At the hospital. It's like showdown hmm. at the whatever high noon yeah. saloon. <laughs> <laughs> she says, we shouldn't fight. I want you both to be part of Alfie's life. And Toya says, yeah, so actually we're getting married soon. So like I'm his stepmom. So back off. And Abby's like, oh, good. I'm not going to be a bridesmaid, though. Um, we should try to just play happy families. She goes and gets a coffee. And Tori and Imran look at each other like, lying. She's lying. She's lying, isn't she? Yes, yeah, she's lying. I don't weird. trust her. Don't trust her. That's weird. We're going to fight. We're going to beat her to death. We're going to inject insulin into her toes. Wednesday, Ben brings some dirt on Abby to Imran, but it's not that exciting. Imran's like... He's like, I've hacked into her, her face space account and I've liked a bunch of drug dealers' pictures. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but that's a, that's a good tactic. Yeah. Um, he's managed to get hold of her bank details. Ben has. Ben has. Yeah. And Imran's like, this is immoral. Why doesn't Ben go on the dark web and order some drugs to be delivered to her house? But he's, I think he would. He's he at the do, moment. Well, yeah, Ben's whole, like, you know, I could, I could just make this happen. Yeah. And Imran says, no, 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 no. no. We Not need to yet. Be above board. We need plausible deniability. We need to make this storyline last at least a month. I'll come back to you in May. Mm. So Imran's like, no, 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 can't have that. Friday, Imran's on the phone. Sounds like somebody is, is changing solicitors because the whole business is imploding. Adam's like, don't worry about it. We'll get through it together. Because Imran's like, oh, I should just quit and go somewhere else. And he's like, no. But who, why Why is somebody, I don't understand. I thought Adam was the problem. Well, but now Imran's the, the problem. I think they're both the problem. But the thing is, though, when you're trying to get, like, for some things you want somebody who's competent and knows what they're talking about. But for other things you want, like, sneaky, evil lawyers. So if I was them, I'd play up on that. I'd put like an advert going, do you want yeah, us they to just be dirty need to rebrand scoundrels? themselves, don't they? <laughs> do you want us to scam somebody for you using the law? <laughs> so, Emma gets a text from Ben saying, we have to meet, bring some money, have a cafe. Imran gives Ben the cash and says, don't do anything illegal with it. And, it, and Ben's like, don't worry about it. There's a kid down in Victoria Garden selling alcohol pops cheap. I just needed, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my bank card. And he, he didn't, he, he wouldn't take an IOU. No. So and he said, it did, I didn't know where he lived, but I can hack into his account and find out. So. 
I don't know why he didn't just um, hack into Imran's account and get the money off him that way. Then he wouldn't have had to meet him <laughs> yeah. in the cafe at all. I've just transferred all your money to my yeah. account. That should have been his text. Yeah. I just stole your money. Thanks very much. Yeah, bye, sucker. So um, how long is this going to last then with, with Imran saying don't do anything illegal? I'm surprised that he's it been able to hold out until the end of the week. So at the moment... Oh, I'm thinking next week. There's like a truce, isn't there, where Abby's like, let's just be cool about it. And Imran and Toya are like, we will secretly be slightly underhanded but not illegal i think toya's looking the worst at the moment she's just looking mega desperate isn't she she she, she originally said she's Let's exactly not do the right underhand. size is what then, she is then the writers proved that she's you know we shouldn't be on toya's side by making <sighs> a have a go at roy i mean if that's not warning signs that she's the baddie in this story then i don't know what is and she's like <laughs> i think that i think that she probably if maybe if ben were to ask toya should I do anything really dodgy? Toya is in such a frenzied state at the moment, so desperate to get her hands on this kid, that um, that she would say, yes, do it. The unless, ends justify the means. Unless she is still secretly working with Abby or would something. It, why would, that doesn't make any sense. She's doing a very good acting job, if, that is the, if that's the truth. But it's but, illogical. Uh, well, I'd It's ma- illogical. It's illogical. The the, mo- the only thing that would make sense is if 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 she was willing to jump ship when she it looked like the good old HMS Imran was sinking in the North Sea, then she's like, okay, I'm gonna tell Abby it was my plan all along to help her get custody because I honestly still think Imran has got by far the better chance. Like, forget all this underhanded stupid stupidity, which is just part of the the soap plot if you just forget that and you know the fact of the matter is abby is the only person in this whole scenario who has been denied access and custody to the child i don't understand why there's even a question about who's going to get the kid abby's already gone to court and been told you're not having the kid no but i thought she was why doesn't it automatically fall to imran just by default of the fact that he's on the birth certificate I just don't understand this at all. I thought I, th- I think they have explained it, but I don't remember what well, the explanation I is. Well, I wasn't listening, so there we go. We have to do it again. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so do you, I, mm, I. I wish there'd been more of this story this week, but the more the more and more I watch it, still the more I'm going. No, I hate it. All my all my favourite characters are all being sneaky and they're they're hating each other and and I think like Abby was mostly being made out to be the perfect angel this week, wasn't she? Oh, I'd do anything to be with my I've outfit. I've been through so what much. What can I do, beloved Coronation Street characters, Evelyn and Roy? Mm. If you're on my side, I don't know what what I'll do. Yeah. But, I mean, they could very well turn the tables and have Abby doing something I want her to do week. something underhanded now, because I do think this is being very... I, I think it's supposed to be very... E- I think you're supposed to be even... The I think you're is, supposed to be going, oh, I think I think the Toya and Imran should get it. Oh, no, I think Abby should get it. Oh, I don't think either of them should get it. No, but, but I it's think, definitely been yeah. quite anti-Imran and Toya this week. They're not looking good, and Toya no. particularly is looking very, very sappy and desperate, which isn't a good look for her. Is that it? Um, yeah, I... I Maybe there'll be more to talk about with this one next week. On paper, it's obvious that Imran and Toya should just, no questions asked, be given the child for now because they've already judged 
They've already had a court case. They've already said, not no, not the moment, Abby. You're not having him now. And then the dad turns up and they're like, oh, I don't know. Let's do a rematch. Well, I don't get it. I think, you know, if you want, if you think a kid should belong with you, you would do, you'd move heaven and earth to try and get it. And even well, though course, logic says, well, probably we will get it, they'd be kicking themselves if Abby did get the kid. What well, No, I'm saying Imran and Toya, they could just be sitting around saying, well, you know, we probably will get him after all. But if they sat around and did oh, yeah, nothing and then not Abby got Alfie, then they'd be kicking themselves saying, saying, oh, we probably yeah. should have probably planted some drugs in her flat or something. We should have planted drugs in her flat, Imran, you idiot. Waste of space, too mm. tall. Right, moving on. Kelly reeling this This baby's going to grow up and be tall as well, isn't it? I can tell. Yeah, that's how you're going to tell. It's definitely not Kevin's. Monday, Kelly's storyline. Beth shows Maria um, the curry publicity photo of them at the funeral is on the front page of the paper. And this is the picture that I use as one of my curry emojis last week and everything. So um, she's kind of gleefully rubbing it in. The fact that... Nothing's come of that, has it? No, not particularly. Kelly has a go at her. Which was quite good because... Yeah, Kelly um, telling Beth to stop to, being a horrible to, to old do cow. One. Yeah. So Gary, Ed and Paul turn up at Rick's house. What are they even doing? Doing it up so they can sell it. Is that right? Okay. So, um, yeah. So they make a, a, an interesting discovery. A big old bag of money that they found underneath the floorboards <laughs> there. Turns out it was £17,000 worth of £20 notes. We haven't looked under the floorboards of this house since we moved in, Oh, we? no. There could be some. I think that should be a weekend activity. When just my... in case the uh, previous owners were secret loan jacks when my nan's second husband died we found weird stacks of cash all the way around his house did you and you know what my nan did what made me count it and then she took it all oh, <laughs> she, she didn't would. even give me finder's fee or like any you know like when you go to the when you go to the shop and they've got that coin counting thing and it takes 10 percent. yeah where's my 10 percent <laughs> for counting all the cash gran we have been told that there are um trap doors underneath a couple of carpets in this house haven't we but we've yeah. not even had to look at them there's we need probably to send just groaning with money underneath there the cat round with a go- gopro Yes, we do. That'd be fun. Um, anyway, could be so, loads of money. Um, Gary's given Kelly this money, and they say, "Look, you could you could keep it. You could use it for uni fees, house deposit, maybe." I've got she's not interested. Right, this was stupid. Go on. Because she's already said, "I don't want any of the money," and they've already told her she's got three hundred eighty thousand pounds, and she wasn't interested. Now they've found seventeen thousand pounds. Why does what's that? What's the difference? Why? It, surely also this needs to be... De- oh, no, it's not going to be declared, but it's part of the will. Yeah, it should be, really. But um, I know Gary's a bit goes, of a crim. He is a little bit, isn't he? We see her at the end of the episode disappearing into the tram station with this hold all. Mm. And um, we don't find out what's happened to no, her because the storyline only gets a couple of scenes on Wednesday. Gary says to Kelly, oh, you should... Um, you, you should uh, bank this cash tomorrow because it's it's Kelly's funeral. So they go off to that. We don't get to see any of Ke- uh, sorry Laura's funeral. I was I was hoping I was to expected. give Laura a good old send off, but we didn't no, get anything. What we will get when the truth comes out, I guarantee it. A scene with Kelly by Laura's grave, crying, going, "I'm sorry." Mom. Crawling all over the grave. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Carrie saying Gary saying to her, "You should bank that cash tomorrow," and she quickly changes the subject because she has clearly done something dodgy. What do you reckon it. she's done with it? I don't really know. Put it back in I've the house, had... <laughs> and then Gary comes back, and goes, "You're that never going to believe this, stash, Gary. You're never going to believe this. I found another seventeen thousand pound in exactly the same bag." <laughs> Who'd have thought it? I don't know what she's done. Like, has she thrown it in the canal? Has she going to given it to the idiot. orphanage Did because she she's such a saint? Yeah, has she given it to Stu to help his cough? To 
the to the judges of the Weatherfield's Best Hairstylist Awards ceremony for giving her the award because she had to bribe them. I don't really know. I've li- I've got no ideas. I've not really given it any. She's got thoughts. a secret it's sibling. Not been the main story. Maybe she apparently apparently um like ten years ago when Rick was on the program he did say he had a son. So I don't know what's happened to him. People were also wondering on the internet this week were those old £20 notes or new £20 notes because um, when Rick Nealon was around we had the old paper £20 notes and yes. they, they're not legal tender for not very legal. much longer. <gasps> Maybe like September they go out. Really? But if they were the new £20 notes how did Rick have a load of new £20 notes because he was he was dead in a ditch he was dead in a ditch when they came so um, I think we need to investigate that one further but maybe for another day and um, also I I appreciated the lines about veggie lasagna in this story this week because <laughs> we've got Maria telling Kelly that she's going to make her her favourite veggie lasagna which um, obviously Toya has no. been doing for her and then later on in the episode you see you hear Gary getting a phone call yeah. saying what are we having for tea veggie what and you can see his oh, face fall oh man that he's also having veggie lasagna for tea last, uh, in the evening, which is kind of funny. Vegetable lasagna is a crime against everybody. You can do so many nicer things with vegetables than make them into a lasagna. Why make lasagna out of vegetables? I don't know. I despair. Gemma, that's it. I think there's maybe more to that story next week, so we'll come back to it then. George oh. and Eileen, you get this um, this comedy caperings for this week. So um, <sighs> over to you, Wednesday. I am so sorry about this podcast today. I don't know what is wrong with me. It's fine. Just stop sighing. <sighs> Wednesday, Elaine, Eileen, <laughs> Eileen, surprised. George has bought her flowers and they arrange a night in together and she tells him he can stay over and he's like, oh my goodness. Later on, Todd and George realise... That somebody has come and there's two of them. They got a dead body, Mr. Little. Mrs. Little one and Mrs. Little two. Have come to visit the body. So they jumped to the conclusion that Mr. Little is um, a bigamist. Now, I think that's actually the case. We saw a few theories that it was a mum and a wife, no, or daughter, whatever. I don't know. It could be. After work, work, Eileen tells George that she's cooking him a sexy mexi tonight. Yeah. Yummy. George tells Eileen that he can't stay the night because he's got to go back to his cat. And he can't get his story straight with this, can he? He says, go back to my cat. I I had two cats. I got Newton and Ridley. And Newton got run over by a... An ice cream truck. Or was it a mobile library? Mobile library. And then he forgets which one's dead and says it got run over by an ice cream truck. There's more to this than meets the eye. And she's not impressed and says, right, bug- bugger off then, I'm sick of you. So Friday... <sighs> Stop bloody right. Eileen, it's, I'm not doing it on purpose. Eileen tells Mary what happened and she and Mary's like, bollocks, does he have a cat? <laughs> I'm allergic to cats and anyone who has a cat makes me come out in hives and I can always tell. And then, Which is why nobody has a cat on the street. And apparently. Eileen says... Something, something, this is a plot hole because somebody else had a cat Tracy and you never had said a anything. Cat, remember? And then remember Mary said, episodes. I just took antihistamines. So if you're going to write about this on Twitter, you can shut up because that's what happened with that. So this is not inconsistent. Oh, stupid Mary. So they knew what we were, we were going to say. They knew that somebody was going to say that and they preempted them. Good job, Coronation Street. 
but this is why you don't normally bother with it because it was kind of weird. Stop giving Mary ridiculous stories that clearly aren't true and they're just making them up as they go along because they're going to contradict each other at some point. Eileen's in the pub with George says, it's funny that you said that you had a cat because Mary's allergic. And he says, well, of course I wouldn't get cat hair on me because I can't get cat hair on my black clothes because I'm a funeral director and people wouldn't like it. So I've got a lint roller. So that's the end of that. And then he forgets which cat died, etc. And Eileen's just sitting there like, I don't believe a word of this. Then Sean overhears Todd and George talking about the two Mrs. Littles. They don't mention them or the or the situation. They just allude to it in very suspicious way of um, George. A way going, that makes Sean think, yeah. oh, they's having George an affair. George's like, I can't let her find out about the other woman. Yeah. And he's like, uh-oh. Um, uh, and he sneaks back what to misunderstanding. Eileen's, doesn't he? Yeah, Sean, Sean agonises, goes and tells... Uh, Eileen. She can't believe it. And Mary's like... <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a really good job. Oh, my God. Uh, he must be married. George comes over to number 11, and Eileen says, "Go back to your, let's go back to your house. Why don't you... And he says, no, I don't want to. My house is messy and also that the cat is there <laughs> and she says are you married <laughs> and he's like what the cat <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the th- maybe that is what's happened maybe maybe he's think you're onto um, something and also doesn't mary say something like no sean says you don't have a cat because people who have cats will not shut up about cats <laughs> so i know you <laughs> don't have true. one and then george is like i never speak of my cats i know we can't usually get through a podcast without giving abby a bit of a shout out can we can I get a shout out for my cat? So she says, right, if you, if you, Sean overheard you talking about another woman and he says, no, 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 that's a work thing. And she says, well, let's go talk to Todd about it. I want to get the truth. So she goes into the Rovers with Todd and George and asks him outright if George is seeing another woman. And immediately Todd jumps up and he's like, you better not be seeing another woman. Or I'll beat you up. And it's obvious that... This is not what's been going on. And he corroborates George's well, story. Well, Todd knows. Back at home. Eileen's relieved, but still thinks George <laughs> is being suspicious and she's going to do some digging. That's his job, isn't it? No, he's, he just plonks it in. <laughs> okay, fine. It's like it's like the, the basketball star doesn't make the hoop, does he? He just throws the ball into it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so th- this was the light relief story of the week, wasn't it? After all the heavy drama of Summer's diabetes and uh, and the sex worker and the teacher. So what kind of, what kind of, like, is this going to be, I hope this is kind of a funny, stupid, spoofy, like, properly over-the-top Coronation Street, what are you doing kind of a thing, where we kind of imagine that George has got his mum... In mum's skeleton in a, in a in a wig. I'm not sure. I don't know whether they're like, able to pull it off. He's like, I am a funeral director, but she is the one woman I cannot bear to see put in the ground. <laughs> that could that could be quite funny if yeah. I, d- I just no, but don't... I mean no no no. I mean like she like he's there going. I'm just going to practice doing funeral makeup to add a new thing. So I'm going to get a mannequin and sit her in the window and I'm going to paint her, paint lipstick on her. And then she walks past and sees him like with a mannequin and thinks, oh, good God, he's gone mad. He thinks that's his mum. 
Or she could just walk past and find all that load of makeup on his bathroom shelf or something. Yeah. And go, oh, what's that doing there? You do have another woman. You do. But he's obviously got something because he's doing that deer in the headlight look that George is <laughs> oh so good at doing. I think, like, if George appears in an episode, 50-50 chance that he's going to make gonna that go, sort of look. I'm getting a little like, bit fed up with yoinks, that Yoinks, shaggy. Yeah, it is a little bit. Just that wide-eyed sort of he, I, I think that um, that Tony Morsley yeah, can fine. probably do better than that. <gasps> no, no he can be, I mean he could be given more than that oh, to do. It just he's they, like George makes his George shocked face is probably a, yeah. a staple in Corrie's Maybe it's in his contract now. Needs to like like a, the Ron Weasley clause needs <laughs> needs to make a funny he face at least once an episode. I don't know. Um, uh, well, what what do you think the secret is? Again, like with the Kelly and the money bag, haven't really given it too much thought, but I like your idea. Um, is, you know... All I can think of is she's going to find something that's going to make her double down on suspecting that he's got another woman when he he hasn't, has he? No, it can't be that because it's... It, it, yeah, it's not interesting, is it? No. Um, maybe he's really into... Uh, Hatsune Miku. And he, like, loves anime. And he's got posters everywhere. Probably. Of, like, um, Pretty Cure and stuff like that. Maybe. Maybe he likes Cardcaptor Sakura. (laughs) And he's got the wand. I don't know why you think it's something anime-related, particularly. Is it just because you've been uh, really working hard on your magazine this week? Yeah, I've been working too hard on it. Uh, Maybe he has all the consoles. Maybe he's got loads of dartboards with Eileen's face in the middle of it. Maybe he is... Mar- maybe he is married and it's Julie Carp. Maybe it's his yes. wife. <gasps> maybe Julie Carp's his sister. Could be. And could he's be. related to Eileen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> may who? What else could it be? Maybe he. What? Well, I mean, it's got to be an embarrassing hobby or some kind of personal issue. Like maybe he. Maybe he has explosive diarrhea like, after the. Maybe after he's 6 like PM. really into adult nappies or something like oh, that. Oh. He's those... Maybe he's a furry. Oh yeah, he's he 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 can make quite a handsome wolf, <laughs> a nice blue wolf. I just I'm just a bit sad that whatever it's going to be, it's going to give a, another opportunity for Maybe. nasty Eileen to come out because I love Eileen when she's funny, but too, too often they're making her being a bit of a haranger, aren't they? I know they? they're she's turning into a bath a little she, bit. She is a bit of a screaming harpy. Maybe he collects World War Two memorabilia and he's got a whole room of like Hitler stuff so george and he'll be like is a i just nazi. no he's not a nazi he he'll say i'm not a nazi i just collect it for historical interest and actually i george find it incredibly offensive when people say that i'm a nazi just because i'm interested in world war Two, and also just to point out that the nazi uniforms were actually quite stylish and it is not to my fault what they did but I like the uniforms and the hats. I think that he's holding old Todd hostage and Eileen will go around there and go, I Oh, knew, yeah! You know I what? knew there was something going funny with my new... I knew that that kid I was... I knew my son didn't used to look this like this. This is weird. Yeah. Maybe it's Jason. <gasps> Maybe it is Jason. Maybe he's got Jason in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> Jason the bass. <laughs> 
Timperton. Can, can I please come out, Mr. Come Shuttleworth? On. No. We need to get to the end of this. We need to get to the end. Timperton. Sally's... So this, like the summer storyline that was going round and round in circles and nothing particularly new happened, this was absolutely what was going on here. I don't think I saw a single thing in this story this week that we hadn't seen a million times over. So basically, <laughs> Sally... <sighs> no, stop it. Don't even sigh. It's my turn. Sally's back from her ice skating at Gina's house. Ice but, skating? Uh, yeah, she's been dancing her oh, yeah. ice, hasn't she? <laughs> Elaine's bought new cushions that she finds that. out and she doesn't How like the idea you? of that. And later... what, can I just say can I just say two things? Yes. Right. I was totally um I was totally against Sally. I was like, why is she being so horrible? I know that I know that Elaine's kinda in the way, but it's not really her fault nobody's told her like go away to her face everyone's just tiptoeing around nobody's being nice but then i imagined how i would feel if i came home and your mum was like i've bought new pillows i'd be like get out get out yes you know what it's like to have a mother-in-law called elaine who yeah can be. <laughs> um and the other thing i want to say is that everybody was talking on the facebook group about the fact that sally says putting tea bags near your kettle is common mm. where does she put them and nobody will tell me where she put them you haven't written it down no where does she keep them then i don't know i've got to know sorry I can't somebody help write you. in can somebody tell me please right sally says to tim why is your mum still better here we need to tell her to go now otherwise we'll never be able to have any alone time again Wink. so there's a few more wittering on scenes between the, the three of them later sally getting narky about elaine because she's cooking liver and onions for tea. I quite like what's that. What's worse, liver and onions or veggie lasagna? I don't know. What's... I'd rather eat liver lasagna. I'd rather eat a whole packet of biscuits, even if they were off-brand. On Friday, more Elaine bashing from Sally. This time because she's alphabetised the kitchen cupboards. <laughs> so by lunchtime, she's had enough. And she comes out and tells Elaine straight, you need to sling get your out, missus. Me and your son need some rutting time. Elaine says, right, I'm sorry I've, I was imposing on you. I'm going to go upstairs and pack then. So later on in the episodes, we have Sally gleefully waving Elaine off in the, tar- in the car. I kind of hope we're not going to see her again because she's also irritating me. Um, immediately, Sally lures Tim back into the house for a spot of rompe pompe. So today's outfit is sexy traffic attendant. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be... Actually, I nearly wrote that down <laughs> in the you? script. I thought, well, if Gemma reads this and I put that, she's going to be really confused. Yeah, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be a sexy traffic attendant. Called, right. Fer- called Fergie. Fergus. Called Fergie, Fergie. I'm a girl. Oh, yeah. Oh dear, it's a bit of a flop when she tries to get Tim to the bedroom and Sally says, never mind, Tim, it's nothing to worry about. These things happen. But he's really upset about it and he tells his willy that he needs to have a word with itself. It needs to. It needs to have a word with itself, yes. Please, please, stop embarrassing me in front of myself. And if you needed any more proof that this week's Coronation Street was a little bit silly, it actually had a scene of Tim talking to his todger. I think they're both on the same level intellectually. <laughs> um, literally, there was nothing new here apart from they've managed to get a load of Elaine. That was a whole massive waste of a story. It was just like a silly cover story of Sally Denver doing her dancing on ice. Well, Boring. I think that we are um, doing injustice to mi- the beautiful exploration of, of middle age sexuality. Is that what it's supposed to be? I'm not shaming it, just like I'm not shaming Nikki. No, excuse me. I am, and I shame everybody <laughs> equally. I don't want to hear anything about anybody, what they do in their bedroom. I don't want to know about it. And uh, All right, if you take it to the sofa, I don't want to know there either. 
we've said this before, and that that it used to be <laughs> like when Sally did her sexy estate agent, whenever that was six uh, months ago, that was kind of funny. I will there, say it was kind are, of funny. But but, but Cory writers have seen the reaction to that scene and go, oh, we must have so many scenes of Sally dressing up as whatever and having a being sexy, sexy to Tim, and it's like okay, it's not it's not funny anymore though. Sorry. Um, get some new material I definitely I definitely appreciate healthy like being a healthy attitude to to saying you know they're not not even old they're middle aged like oh you know listen kids your parents still do it and it's fine don't worry about it but I I do do think there's a little bit of like aren't they a bit over it isn't this part of the joke that they shouldn't be rutting like teenagers i just think that you know so that i don't like that i I, I just feel that sally dinever has been with the show for what 40 years or so and is this really the best that the show can offer her well she's one of corrie's leading ladies and they're making dress up as as a sexy traffic attendant she's sexy i I know that she's been away i I, i'd like her to have a proper decent meaty story that she can get her teeth well this is probably another issue storyline this affects people i don't know i don't know i i don't i don't need a story about impotency is it is it impotent when it's very impotent (laughs) is that what it is when you can't whoop or is it when you can't have no that's infertile Uh, yeah that's what we thought Adam Barlow was at the beginning of the year, yeah. wasn't it? That didn't um, impudent is Max. Yes, it is. Speaking of Adam Barlow, yeah, this is the story for this this week. He's got to go to work on Bank Holiday Monday. Literally, the whole of Weatherfield went to work on Bank Holiday Monday while their other halves were saying, it's Bank Holiday Don't Monday, Don't go in, you know? it's Bank Holiday, Jesus this, would hate it. This woman turns up at Adam's office, doesn't she? He's like really, really insistent that she desperately needs some help on Bank Holiday Monday. So he has to phone up Sarah later and say, oh, sorry, I can't come back for the picnic because of this woman. Um, She's got all these sweaty Scott Jags now. What's she going to do with them? I know. Give them to George, apparently. Work's not going very well at the moment, he says to Sarah over the phone. Um, and I'm, I was wondering if this this woman was listening in because they made her, they gave they her a gave, speaking. They role. really did zoom in on her face. And I think if I, the thing is, if I come, if I come in to a lawyer's office on a man, on a bank holiday Monday, and he's like, "We're not open," and I say, "I really need your help." He's got custody of the hamster and I think it's my turn this week. And he's like, right. And then he puts me in a room and then he talks loudly on the phone going, we're desperate for work. I've got to take this case. I think I'd leave. I'd be like, you're too, you need this too much. She wants the hamster. She wants the hamster, but I don't want a lawyer who's so desperate he's going to work on a bank holiday Monday and not charge me extra. Mm. What's happened to Adam? He's become he's become impotent at being a lawyer. The first thing he should have said was, "Of course, madam, but it will cost you three times the normal rate because it's a bank holiday." It's that Lydia's and fault. And I'm very religious. She it's Lydia's fault. She um she made him bad. Does does he not has he not like been on the phone to Mr. Google saying, "You know all those reviews are fake because the lady was bats." <laughs> anyway, it <laughs> doesn't matter. Can you get it taken down? No. Well, if you can get you and how are people finding out about him? He needs either? to speak. He needs to speak That's to Dev about how to get things taken down off the internet, doesn't he? How come everybody in in Weatherfield knows that and judges Imran for being involved in a cust- child custody case with with Abby, but nobody knew that Nikki was Rebecca Blue 
Jay or whatever. <laughs> How come they didn't know that? Close, close. Tiffany Blue Knight. Considering every other man in the street is like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, right, that's it for this week's coronation. What do we kind of give I enjoyed it? having a chat about that. I really this enjoyed week. talking about it. I, th- I, 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 still I don't think we should have recorded that... any of what we I just said. I still don't think it was that great a week, but I hope that the people who did enjoy this week um, enjoyed the, the levity that we brought to it with our complaining. Um, but Sorry no, if I we can't... said anything that's bad. I stand by what I said about all people. <laughs> So do this, I. Honestly, My, if you I ever... I stand by wishing that I was taller. I don't wish you were taller. I don't... I think it's... You'd be too tall. I like to see your eyes. <laughs> so you can tell if I'm lying or not. Look at me and tell me where those biscuits were. I am giving... Um, uh, what? The fact that I say Sorry, I stupid things and other things means that I don't take me serious about anything. I think that's what it's going to be better. I'm banking on next week being better yeah. i'm going to give this week's coronations no i actually haven't decided on the score that wasn't that wasn't much going for it i'm going to give daisy my character of the week because i thought that she was oh great. interesting that was the thing you teased me about and you yeah, said so i'd find out I'd... two hours time which is pretty not, not bad actually not bad look at off, that yeah. 155 um oh. no i thought i thought that daisy was my was my character of the week i thought she was fun i know that she was getting a bit possessive <laughs> and jealous but i thought that um i enjoyed her I'm glad that she dumped Daniel and she took him to task because he was an ass to her. I and think you're going to find that's a quite controversial opinion and I think a lot of people are very hung up on how mean she was to Nikki. Well, I don't care. Daisy's my character. Really. I thought <laughs> she was great. I wish I could be not care about what people think about me as much as you don't. I, however, I'm going to give this week's Coronation Street a big old... Oh my gosh, it's... I can't give it... I'm going to give it two. I was going between one and a half and two. <gasps> one and a half. It, I don't think it was one and a half, but I'm going to give it oh. um, two dirty cups under Todd's bed uh. out of five. What about you? What is in the cup? I'm going to give <laughs> I don't it think they are cups. two and a half. What is it? <laughs> dirty mags. Oh. Because <laughs> he's old school. <laughs> he wait till he finds out about that website. <laughs> he's like, look, it's not what it's not for me. I know that, but I still uh, it's better than this uh, 1962 copy of Playboy. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to give two it and half, two what? and a half first class honors in yogurt knitting. Oh yes, that's what um was it? Abby said that Toya had, didn't yeah. she? That was a good line to tell this. So. What did what did she actually do? What do you remember? What. I don't think she did. She just no, went... Michael. At at A level, you said she got oh, her results. No, I don't remember what she got at A level. Uh, or she did at A level. She didn't go to uni though. No, she so didn't. Sure. Um, okay, so your character of the week, Gemma. Oh, I thought I was going to go over. You're though. not getting. Away I was going to bring it up. Uh, you should not give it to. Well, I wanted to give it to Mr. Little. You can't give it to Mr. Little. He's, He's dead. dead. <sighs> Come on. Um... Is it Max? Is it Daisy? Is no, it Nicky? No, 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 no. It's... Is it all a Crawshaw? Oh, I don't like anybody this week. I'm in such a bad mood George? with this episode. These episodes. <sighs> decide, decide, decide. Gotta decide. Can I give it now. to Ken Barlow? Because no, you cannot give it to Ken Barlow. William Rocher's birthday. No. <sighs> you can give it to Ben. You can give it to Maria. You can give it to Sean. You can give it to Tim. Must decide. Nobody deserves anything. 
Mrs. Crawshaw. Why? I could give her a bagel. Why is why is because Mrs. everyone's Crawshaw... making? I think I think she's a real victim in this story. Though. She's going through real emotional turmoil, and everyone's just laughing because it's like, look at that lady who's old and she's laughing. Okay. She should have her. She should have her wits about her at that age. She shouldn't be crying over no man. You've justified your choice, and it's now locked in. Nikki and Mrs. Crawshaw, characters of the week. Well, what a pair of winners. Yes. Let's move on to the next bit of the podcast. Oh. It's time for the news, and there's some big news this week. We have got the British soap nominations. They're out, Gemma. Have you voted? Why did you ask me when I was Sorry, yawning? Sorry, I turned around and I saw that you were <laughs> yawning there. Have you voted? Yeah, you know I have. I know you voted. I voted. We voted with the same person. You can go to the British Soap Awards website, which is www.britishsoapawards.tv, and cast your vote for all things Corrie. There are three categories there that you can vote in. The best leading performer, who... Um, and do uh, you got some great nominations for this this week. We'll come back to that in a minute. Best family, the Allahans were the people that got nominated for that one. Brilliant pick. I am absolutely I am so thrilled. Thrilled. I, I Love don't, them. I don't know whether they're going to win. I, I think the Dingles are probably strong competition because they take it's up pretty much fair, half of Emmerdale. I don't know. Um, the Dingles and the Tates. Um, is it the t- who are the Tates? Are they Emma Dale or they something else? Oh, That's right. what Rachel told us. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, no, I, I don't the, know, but the, I am... The dangles and the taints. <laughs> That's what they oh, I am beyond thrilled that the Allahans have yes. beaten the competition from the Winter Browns and the Barlas and the Platts and Batters Isn't it? It really, really is. I just don't think that they've still been given quite enough screen, screen time to, um, to, to, to capture the votes that they might need, but... Um, Oh, I'm really, really happy for, for, for Jimmy and Tanisha and Adam that they got nominated for that one. So you better go and vote for those if you're listening to this because they're the only Corey family that have been nominated. Obviously, you can vote for Best Soap as well. But the Best Leading Performer this year, Gemma, we have got Charlie DeMello yes! is nominated. Oh, I'm so, so happy about this. Oh, yeah! Oh, jolly good chum Charlie DeMello has up there with Sally Carmen and Tina O'Brien. Tina O'Brien, an interesting pick. Now, I do st- I do think that she's a pretty good actress. She's done some awesome stuff in the past. I just don't think that she could be called a leading performer in Coronation Street for this past year. Do you? <sighs> <laughs> um, no, this is a, it's a weird... It's um, a loaded term, isn't it? Leading performer... It's kind of a silly thing to have in a soap because it's supposed to be an ensemble. I know, I know that every year oh, you're going to get um, storylines that dominate, and in those stories, obviously, there's going to be a key character or two that are going to, you know, have the lion's share of the story. But surely this is this is the antithesis of what a soap is about: having a leading performer. We know that you know this is replacing the best um, actor and actress, which I think. Uh, it doesn't matter about um, getting rid of the, the gendered categories. It's more to do with like the the best something, you know, the best actor. That's a completely different concept to best leading performer, isn't it? I think they just wanted a fancy name for I it. I don't think my, they, they my... really have understood what it is that they've given this. It just sounds odd because, yeah. as I say, as great as Tina O'Brien is, she's not, she, she was a performer in the Sarah, Adam and Lydia story. And that's been about it, hasn't it? Has she done anything else this year? 
I'm just surprised that it's not like um, yeah. you know, Molly Gallagher, say. There's, it's a very eccentric category. I'd obviously like it to be Georgia Taylor as well, but I don't think that she's done quite enough this year. Oh, what? But no, not yet. I think they're warming up yeah, to I it. Yeah, I know. I think she's got a lot of hair. Um, but, but no, to have Sally, Sally Carmen, that's kind of a, a, a nice, easy pick. Um, she's already won a couple of awards in the past 12 months for all her excellent work on Coronation Street. But um, yeah, Charlie DeMello. Charlie! Really, really happy with this best one. He has been it. great. Yes. The, 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 he, the, and this just means he's the best man on Coronation Street at the moment, doesn't it? Because he's the only male that we have in this category here. But too tall. Um, so not only do we have... Sally Carmen's the right size, and so is Tina O'Brien. If this was best, most um, ecologically sized performer... Mm. They would win. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, and so it's more ecologically o- friendly to be to be a normal size. Not only are we going to be I seeing see, Imran and Abby me. battling it out for Alfie on screen, yeah. we're also going to be battling it out for your hearts in the British Soap Award. Your votes, you know, you don't care about your hearts as long no, as you kick to the, right, the right person. I must say, Gemma and I have both voted can't, for Charlie because he's our friend. confirm or deny. <laughs> Sorry, Sally Carmen, we love you really. Why are you giving away all the secrets? I never say who I vote for because actually normally I don't because I don't agree with it. I don't think that we should live in a democracy. I think that when you let people pick things, they pick the wrong thing. You think that the Coronation Street actors should just fight for the awards? No, I think they should ask me what I think. Oh, and okay. I'll tell them who's okay. the best. <laughs> we do have the Conversation Street Awards. Oh, no, that's not us, is it? That's also a vote. We do no, actually, I don't agree with it. Yeah, do listen to your votes. Um, anyway, so you go and vote for whoever you want. <laughs> I don't I don't think you should vote for Tina O'Brien, but you can Why if you want to. Why are you saying to. this? But the other two are both really good choices. We should be impartial, no, like what the you Queen. Ca- what you can't vote for... We're like for. the royal family of, of soaps. We can't pick... What favorites, you can't vote for is all like the Prince panel Andrew. categories. Now, there's been lots of weirdness going on with the panel categories because what this was announced, the, the the voting was supposed to be announced on Tuesday and then they put a message out on their Twitter on Monday night saying, oh, it's not going to be tomorrow now, it's going to be Thursday. So it's like, that's a bit weird, but okay. So 10 o'clock on Thursday. It's because they heard this... the podcast last week and they were like, oh no, can we really go ahead with this? Yeah. Did you hear what she was saying? <laughs> She's going to be so mad. Can we go mad? back to the gender categories? And they say, oh, that's stuff it. I don't care what she thinks. But anyway, <laughs> Thursday, you, you can go and vote for these things. Although they had a bit of a hitch where people were trying to vote and it was saying, sorry, we can't register your vote at the moment. But where was the long list? Because it didn't appear on the um, British Soap Awards website. You could, by doing a bit of Google searching, find like the 2019 nominees under a page that said 2022. And then I came back to that a bit later and it was just blank. Um, and then I saw that the script to scene Twitter had got oh. all the long list. And I was like, where'd you get that from? So I did a bit more Googling around. And then I found on the Coronation Street website, they actually had the long list. But now, plot twist even more, they've been taken down off the Coronation Street website. So I don't know what's going on there. What? But, you know, we're going to say what they are anyway. So villain of the year this year, Gemma, the pick for Coronation Street is Max Evans for playing Corey Brent. <laughs> good pick, good pick. He was, he was pretty, pretty he effective was so villain. Evil. He was very, very good. Um, we have got batty, best dramatic performance. <laughs> best batty girl. Best batty performance from <laughs> Sally Carmen. Um, Ali, that Abby would work. Webster. Best batty lunatic. That's, uh, Abby that's Webster. This is what is the difference? I'm going to say between best dramatic performance and best leading performer, it doesn't make sense, but that was last week's discussion. That, but... Okay, I've worked it out. Okay. It's best leading performer with a penis, best dramatic performance, sans penis. 
No, it's not that. Oh, I thought they were going back to that. Best comedy performance. Now, we did uh, give this person a, a shout I just out help, I'm just trying to help last them. week, didn't we? Jane Hazelgrove <laughs> playing Bernie Winter. Yeah. Interesting choice. I still think if I was going to pick anyone, I'd go with Evelyn. But um, it's nice to see Jane get a bit it's of not fair recognition to let her win everything. there. Best young She's performer. She's already won all the awards. Best young performer, Jude Riordan for yes. playing Sam Blakeman. So it was either going to be him or Millie Gibson, wasn't it? Oh, I'm a little so, bit yeah. disappointed that Millie... Millie hasn't got any recognition here at all. I know. Millie and Molly, Honestly. both of the most of the Lilies haven't been um, nominated. Best... I know Molly Gallagher has later on. That's fine. Where's the best traumatized teen? Crawling over her body. Because honestly, traumatised teen, that could be a category. Yeah. Um, Scene of the year, we have got Johnny's death. Now, wasn't that one of your top scenes of the year when we did our top five scenes of 2021 on the Patreon episode last year? probably. I don't know. That was a great scene. I loved it. Do you think I listened to what I say? No. Um, Not... Not everybody enjoyed the Horonation Street stuff last year. We thought it was bloody amazing. I really, really, really loved that Johnny's end of the death. week scene. As oh. tragic as it was. Can't play the Witcher 3 Johnny now without is crying. Leaving. I thought that was a f- such good stuff underneath the in the sewers with all the water it was and great. Jenny following they the rope the and ceiling. everything. Look yeah, lowering the scene, yeah. looking through the pipes, pipes. the screaming, Shana. Shona coming to the rescue. That was water. an awesome scene. Very surprised still that the um the the flashback scene didn't get a nomination there, <clears> but that storyline does get a shout out in some of the other categories. So best on screen partnership, we got Molly Gallagher and David Nielsen, mm. Nina and Roy. I think they're good together. Nice that it's not a romantic partnership there that are getting the uh the nomination. I think there. it's better when it isn't. I why don't they have best couple as well? I don't, I don't know. Uh, best newcomer. Paddy Beaver for playing Max Turner. He's a mm. he's a little scrote, so yes, because um, he is thoroughly unlikable, which means that he's doing a great job. We were saying last week we we're not sure who that um, was going to be Coronation Street's nominee for that one. Maybe going for um, uh, oh um, Ronnie Bailey. Yeah. Uh, who plays him? I've forgotten his name completely. That's really bad. Um, Paddy Beaver. <laughs> hmm, I'd have I'd have obviously preferred Jack James Ryan there, but I think possibly if they started like the period you had to have come into the show since whatever date like last this time last year maybe jack's debut on it was a little bit before that but anyway good luck to patty beaver for that one best storyline the hate crime story that's kind of obvious that that was going to get a shout out there and the best single episode the hate crime aftermath aftermath <laughs> flashback yeah. So what I thought would be the best scene of the, um, the the panning shot with the ring and everything that all gets tied up in like the best single the episode. Yeah. So we got a nice nice range of stories there. So it's not just the hate crime there that's got a shout out, although that's obviously um, takes the lion's share of the nominees. But you got your Jane Hazelgrove, you got your Jude Riordan, you got your Johnny Death. Johnny I, Depp. Johnny Death, not Johnny Depp. <laughs> that's something else. Oh, he's been in the news this week, hasn't he? Controversial. I can't say how good chances Coronation Street's got here because I don't know anything about any of the other soaps. But what I will say is, good luck, Corrie. Also, why can't we buy tickets to go and see it yet? 
I hope that they're still going to make those available because we're on the list. I want to go. I'm on the list of people not allowed to go. Oh yeah, we're just going to go and Mm, camp out. So I criticised it too much. I'm going to I'm going to start sweet talking some of the uh, Coronation Street cast and see if I can be invited as their plus one. Well, I could be a seat filler. I can fill two seats in one go. Well, now Molly Gallagher is um, actually yeah, getting the awards. Yeah, she's out of a job as far as seat filling's gone. Yeah. Now I'm gonna. I, I've got. A, I've got a fancy suit in the wardrobe that I've never worn. You would not what wear did we buy that it out. for. It's like for a laugh. White, isn't it? <laughs> or something. It's like it Paddington it's Bear. Not as bad in my as mind. it sounds, but I, I could totally wear that. Is to it the got the waistcoat awards. and everything? Maybe it has, I don't know. Oh, well, you look so dapper. Thank you. I wouldn't be able to go with you. I know, I know. Anyway, good luck, Corrie. The awards are on the 11th of June, so yes. um, still got a couple of couple of months, but you have mm. only got until, I think, the 3rd of May to get your vote in for those first three categories. So if you haven't been and clicked on BritishSoapAwards.tv, go and do it right now, please. No, do it later. Carry on listening to the podcast. No, do what you want. Um, let's talk about the Happy Birthday Bill documentary that was on on Tuesday night. Oh, see, Happy Birthday Bill. I keep thinking, why does that sound sinister? Isn't it from Kill Bill? No. Didn't she go to see him on his birthday and kill him? don't think it was his birthday no that would have been bad wasn't there a scene where she said happy birthday bill and then something no, horrible happened you're making it up again that was a great <laughs> program wasn't it i really enjoyed this i was honestly i was expecting a bit of a cop out i have to I have to say my expectations were low i thought it was going to be all the all the here's all the boring well not boring but here's all the iconic scenes that you've already seen million in every clip show here he is pushing Deirdre this, up against the that. door. Here's Bill Roach talking about pushing Aaron up against the door, which he didn't even mention. No, you I can know. tell it's an interesting, yeah, an interesting Bill Roach um, episode when he doesn't talk about pushing Anne, uh, Anne Kirkbride up against the door. No, it was all about Anne Reed this it time. It was all about Anne Reed. That was cool. Wasn't I really it? enjoyed lovely. that. Oh my and goodness! And Anne Reed, who played Valerie Barlow, Ken's yes. first wife. First love, and and she's still she's still going strong. She's still in the biz, isn't she? Yeah. And um, they had to, they had the scene where he was there at the bar in the Rovers, and then she comes in saying, "Sorry, I'm fifty two years late." Oh, I'd, I'd love I really to think that he that didn't know adorable. that she was coming. He's an actor; he could pretend. Could, I couldn't tell. Um, that that was so so lovely. It was very heartwarming, and you you know they they had a little kiss and a, a talk and a reminisce about old times. Oh, and, and she, she was, was saying, "Oh, I fancied you." About I know. Then. I really thought that was really fascinating. It's so interesting to get... See, this is this thing. It was unique. It was There was stuff in there that you wouldn't have got from any other mm. um, like rehash of what what the character of Ken was. It was more about William yeah. and about what, he, what his life is like now mm. as the nation's premier soap actor. I like the scenes of him dancing around at his keep fit classes. I thought fun. that was great. <laughs> and we, I was very pleased that we got to see some more of his conservatory and the massive, the picture. massive portrait. That he's still he's not. Like, I'm going to hang that somewhere. I'm and hang sure. it above the stairs. He says. Brilliant. I thought it was great when he went to his old army barracks or whatever it was. Didn't yeah, he? so he saw that bloke. He's like, oh yeah, we were best friends. That was awesome. I haven't seen you for fifty years. What the bloody hell have you been? That was so funny. Just showing that William Roach is actually aging backwards because he meets yeah. up with this other dude who's who's eighty nine who he fought with, and he looked like a, like... Well, fought alongside. I don't know if they argued. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looked like an 89-year-old man in well, his I chair, didn't what... he? And, and William, sprightly William Roach, kind of bounds into the room saying, hello, <laughs> we're the same age. Mm. And um, and they talk for about 30 seconds. He's like, hey, well, that's enough of that. Bye. Right, anyway, bye then. The other, bar, the other chap had to, go to, had to go to sleep probably while um, William Roach so went skydiving. I wasn't... I thought that was a really, yeah, really lovely scene. Yeah, skydiving probably. Um... You probably went skydiving with Emma and John. 
probably. I just thought the whole thing was very, very well Delightful. done. Like there've been so many of these um, tribute <laughs> shows, like the the Deirdre, Deirdre and Me, the uh, the Audrey soap icons. There was the the Helen Worth's been in Corrie for forty years program. Um, and I honestly, I think this is the best one. Oh, they had they had Ruler Lenska and Lenska um, Maureen Lippman turn up, didn't they? Cake, didn't yeah, they? yeah. And they had a, a a small number of talking heads from the current Coronation Street cast. We had Chris Gascoigne and yeah. Kate Ford say a few things. Not many others. I don't know if they all hate him secretly. On the we show, also but... saw some behind <laughs> the scenes of them filming. You know. Oh yes, it, uh, yes. number one. Yeah, and him forgetting his lines, which he apparently never does. But it, uh... I really want, and they didn't do this, I would have paid, I would have paid for this to have been a standalone extra mm. of them going, what's your secret, Bill? How have you lived so long? Yeah. Well, because we know why he thinks that. Why? Because he's got um, interesting opinions, isn't he, about... Oh, life. Yeah, he does. He does. I would. Lo- they well, did, they just went. Nope. We're not. We're not even going to touch that with a. No, he but just, he's, he's, with a story that when he no, was when listen. he was seventy, decided he's going to stop aging. Well, that's good. I don't. Why wait to seventy? Oh, and they also now. had him at his book signing, didn't they? Why the hell? People how? coming up to him saying, "Yeah, hey, come by." Where was it? Nuneaton or something? Yeah. Why does he go there and he won't go on our show? I know. Even not going to put more than eight people. He can come to the on show. our podcast because I know more than eight his people. New book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. See, this is the thing. He's not been Got shy about... Got 10th year anniversary this year, Summer. I mean, Bill, He's not been summer. shy about talking about his his beliefs, which are quite controversial. Well, not controversial, but... Uh, what's the word? Unusual. I want to hear him talk about that. This could be important information for mankind to progress to the future. If, if we all did what he did... Actually, it'd probably be a burden on... Um, on a... We'd run out of food. We'd run out of food and also... And biscuits and... We would also biscuits are food. Pay out a lot of pensions, unless oh, yeah. we all got roles on Coronation Street. If if we got William Roach on the podcast for an interview for the tenth anniversary, would you be involved in the interview? No. Yes, you. Oh, come on. No, I wouldn't. You I'm, just leave Michael, him to me. You are very, very good at I'm interviewing, the interview king. and I'm just a stupid idiot who you doesn't know hear. what to say. You'd know what to say to him. No, I wouldn't. And I go, what? Uh, tell me your crazy idea. Anyway. If I you haven't it. seen this program Listen, yet, I heartily recommend going on to the ITV Hub and giving it a watch because it's great. Being eccentric and having strange ideas is practically um, demanded of you in this country when you get to a certain uh, wealth bracket. And he's far beyond that. You can tell because his daughter and son call him daddy. And they're like 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a bit funny, wasn't it? Anyway. Loved it. I thought it was charming and wonderful. Uh, it was really, really good. If anybody in the country has... A daughter that lives in their house who looks like an elf who calls him daddy after the age of 35. It should be William Roche. <laughs> um, okay, Gemma, next little, little bit of news. What I feel got? like I've been drugged with something. Have you put? I feel like I've no. been given truth serum today. No. I'm saying a lot of things I wouldn't normally say. This is what I really think, everybody. <laughs> Reese Dinsdale. What do you think of Reese Dinsdale, Gemma? Clonk him on the head and shove him in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Reese Dinsdale, who played... The late, great Joe McIntyre, Tina's father and Gail's 52nd husband, is going to direct some episodes of Coronation Street. He's been doing stuff on Emmerdale, hasn't he? Yes. Um, he, well, he was a character in Emmerdale for a bit. Yes. He'd... He played Paul Ashdale in 2020-2021. And then he also directed some episodes of Emmerdale. I think he directed one when he was still in the programme and then some after then. 
Um, but yeah, now he's now he's coming over the Pennines to do a bit of directing at Coronation Street, which is pretty cool. It is exciting. His episode's going to air in July yeah. around then. I mean, I don't know whether, you know, whether we're going to be able to tell. Because there's, there's only, s- very, only a few, a small number of directors who've got a bit of a style. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, there's an arguably perhaps um, better if it doesn't stand out so much. But then... Yeah. There are some very artistic things that are done in soaps. It's not an unusual thing to have, you know, a bit of an arty shot. Mm. I, just... I think I like it either way. I like, um, I, like I like it when they take some risks and do something interesting with it. I don't know what his style is. No, we need to watch those episodes of Emmerdale, don't we? I, I hopefully Maybe they'll show gonna... some nice shots of him and Helen Worth together. That's really oh, what I want to see pictures. out of this. Yeah. I want a whole episode to be filmed like it's a found footage horror movie do you yeah okay well you, well we discover what george has got hidden in his basement <laughs> <laughs> or who finally Gemma, just to round off the news segment we have got some good baby news Catherine tilsley has had another sprog again hasn't she it seems like she's been pregnant forever but finally this week i bet she we feels got that way as well that she has had a baby girl she put it on and instagram she put a little picture of its feet looking a little bit wrinkly her feet no, the baby's feet. Yeah, huh? who's a girl? Oh, yes. Don't say it when you talk about baby. People, people don't like Kath it. Kath Tilsley has said, we're so happy to announce that our beautiful daughter has arrived. Aww. We are grateful beyond words and feel overjoyed that our family is complete. That's sweet. It is very sweet. Congratulations, Congratulations. Kath Tilsley. Now you got that out of the way, come back to Coronation Street. Now your family's complete, come back to Coronation Street. You I won't reckon. have to go off on maternity leave or anything again. What's the name? I don't know. I don't know whether it's been revealed up until this Bert point. It's a nice Bert name for a girl. Tilsley. Yeah. Bertha. Big Bertha. I think that she should name it. Um, what's the name her. of her? Ca- Sorry, her. What's the name of her character? It's not a Olga. Goat. Is it oh, Olga? Yeah. Maybe she call it Eva. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyway, congrats. Congratulations on your bundle of joy. Yes, you're definitely listening to this, aren't you? Uh, no one's listening to this. Well, if, the... if you had, if you had a baby. And they kept being kept do, up at there? night. What, what what better thing to do than listen to a podcast about a program that you were in five years ago? <laughs> Wonder <laughs> how they're doing at Coronation Street. Yeah. Oh, doesn't seem so good without me. Let's move on and do some feedback. Okay, feedback time to round off podcast. Gemma, what do people give last week's podcast? No, Coronation Street on the Facebook group. <laughs> what did they give the podcast? They oh, I no, dread to think. Podcast. 3.73. Good job, Coronation Street. Well, it's not, it's right, not bad a job, yeah. Chad gave it four of Abby's crack babies. Fiona gave it three and a half times the morphine bottle was passed round characters. <laughs> Bronte gave it three and a half market research bacon butties. Oh, I'd love a bit of market I'd research bacon butty. I'd have, I'd have them. Right, we have got some emails and the first one this week comes from Rachel and she says... Hello, Gemma and Michael. Hope you're both well and coping with your face being sworn enemies at the moment. I'm not doing well about it, Rachel. I'm finding it very stressful to watch, Rachel, to be honest, but um, that's enough about that. I was just <laughs> listening to your most recent Listener Questions episode, and towards the end, Gemma was talking about the groundbreaking re- representation of women okay. on Corey and wondered if anyone had done any research on our dissertation regarding this. Well, it just so happens that I'm in my second year of university studying media, and I'm currently having to contemplate what to do for my dissertation. And I'm very much considering an analysis of the current women on the street and their representation through costume, hair, makeup, oh, etc. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Gemma. I you, you couldn't shut me up. 
Well, Rachel also she this she's, is brilliant. Yes. Well, she she sent us um she she did a an, an assessment um, an assignment last year. Um, got a couple of thousand word assignments comparing the representation wow. of women in the first ever episode to the 10,000th episode. Really cool. She sent it to us yeah. uh, this week. Very interesting read. It just made me think, oh, I'm glad I don't really do, do essays anymore because it was really, oh. really interesting. But all the all the citing of oh, evidence yeah, and I got this boring. from this book here and everything. Doing all that term. stuff. I remember that was the worst bit. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do, you, do you reckon um, an essay on the current women on the street and their representation would make an interesting I thing absolutely to write love about. This. We, we've, I've spoken before about how I reckon the costume department um, in, in particular is pretty unsung heroes in Coronation Street um, because people like to say they don't judge others by their appearance but we all do because that's the first thing you see and it tells you a lot about somebody and it's not it's not mean to look at somebody and gather information from what they look like. Mm. So and you know the 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 especially on a soap, especially in fiction, everything you see is deliberate. It's all been done on purpose. Yeah. And we've spoken before about some little touches that we like, like how Mary will often wear owls, and how Tracy has a lot of cat things. And isn't that interesting? Like to think about that, the fact that you know cats oh, probably the owl and the like to. Yeah, but also cats, you know, if they saw an owl, they'd have a go at it, wouldn't they? <laughs> I don't know. That's is, is that, is that, that isn't that, you know, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's a, it's a kind of a joke because Tracy's catty, etc. Mm. And Mary thinks she's so wise. And that's just one small bit of the whole thing and the way that people dress. Yeah, it's not, it's not the sort of thing that I'd be able to write about today. myself, but I think that could, I think that'd be a very good idea for a, for a topic. It's definitely, yeah, something that I would like. I think about it a lot, but um, to do to do a dissertation on it, that would be really, that would be, I would love that so much. I wonder if you, I don't know where you are, Rachel, in the world, but they do have, I don't know if they still got it now, in the car park, they've got that tent full of costumes. Oh yeah, they have. I bet they? you could have a spy through the window and see what you they can say see. Say doing a dissertation on it, and they might. They let might you let you in, in if you tell them that it. you're doing that. I bet they would. Get in touch with the with the Cory costume people. You never know. Um, might be able to. Have you a know word what with does them. it say about Imran that he has that plaid coat? He's not a woman. It does say that, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. It does. Oh yeah. Right. Looking forward, Rachel says, to hearing more podcasts in the future. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sighing at myself. <laughs> I'm sorry how stressful this happy baby baby storyline could get for us both. Don't worry, I'm a Carter fan, so I've definitely been there. Oh, you've been there and back. Oh, I, I don't want us to sound like, and I'm not saying this about Carter fans, I don't want us to sound like rabid shippers about Imran and Toya and Abby and everything, but I think sometimes I didn't we think come you across could ship like people that. that are already shipped. I know. But I, I don't want to be so defensive of a couple or anything. I just think that they're a really nice couple. Well, I've already accused one of them of being too tall, so I can't this be... It's very sad that this I'm is very impartial. It's very, very stressful. But anyway, they weren't in emerge this week, so I didn't have to get too stressed out about Thank it. Thank you, Rachel. I really, I'm really rooting for you to do that as your, as your topic. Yes, send us But in. I know that you have to give examples of what you want to do, and they pick the boring one that you don't want. Mm. We'll proofread it for you. Tasnia says, Hi, guys. Firstly, on oh, is it my do you want me to read this? 
Yeah, you read it. Firstly, loving the podcast. As always, thank you very much. I have some feedback for you, starting with R. Kelly. <laughs> I wasn't too bothered about Gary being found out. It's been so long that I stopped caring. But when Kelly missed out seeing Laura, I changed my mind. Yeah. The fact she didn't get to see her mum before she died changed everything. But then I changed my mind again when he said oh, his last words at the graveyard. I think it'd be best if it stays a secret. Uh-huh. Kelly does need them. And I really felt for mm-hmm. her when she said, why did I have to be born to them? One thing certainly mm-hmm. humans certainly don't ask for is to be born. True. I think it'd be really cool if Gary never gets found out for like 20 years, but it'd only work if they never bring it up again. <laughs> they were so good at that, aren't they? The only reason we've been so anxious for Gary to be caught is because every few months there's a story where Gary is close to being caught. That's been his only storyline for the past few years. I think this is also why the David and Callum story has worked, because no one ever brings it up. However, I do want Gary to be found out about dropping the roof on Rana. I can't ever get over that. I don't care that he killed Rick, because it wasn't his fault, but Rana needs justice. I totally agree. That, that just is, that's, that He seems to have slimed out of that, hasn't he? He's managed to slither away from that and said, don't don't think about the Rana thing. Think about the Rick thing, Where's which was only self-defence. Mm. Abby's story. Seeing Abby with Alfie is very sweet. I do believe Imran is doing the best thing and what he and Toya are offering is the best as well. I know Abby can be a good mum, but she has a lot to work through and it's going to take more than just a few months. Abby can barely go a year without doing something stupid. A year? That's really generous. <laughs> it's a month, isn't it, really? Yeah. I also find it interesting how Abby's son is murdered. Oh, I thought she was talking about Alfie. <laughs> that, I missed, that I missed something <laughs> Alfie crucial Alfie was there. murdered. I was like, well, if I can't have him. <laughs> um, no, Seb, of course. And she still didn't relapse. Yes, she may have been tempted, but that's what addiction is. Point is, she never gave in. But then Kevin finds out she cheated, and that's the thing to push her to the dark side. It seems like Abby does this when she's in the wrong to deal with the guilt or when she doesn't get her own way. Mm. Also, how well she, how would she cope when Alfie is home and she doesn't have the hospital staff and it's just her and the baby alone? Imran and Toya having full custody with Abby playing an active role as much as possible is the best option. Yeah. And in a few years, if Abby has remained stable, they could maybe have shared custody. Having said all that, I do share Toya's concerns. What if Alfie's the only thing that can keep Abby on the straight path, but you can't just give someone what they want because you're scared they might behave badly? Yes. Abby really needs to learn to deal with problems in a healthy, mature way. That's I mean, boring though, isn't it? Look what she did after finding about Imran and Toya were doing. She went looking for the emergency cider fun like a maniac. <laughs> I also don't get what Imran's doing is so bad. It's not that they're cutting her out. I actually think this is more that she can ask for. Um, I do think Imran is choosing to believe Abby has relapsed because it's convenient, but even if he did believe her, it must have been a stark reminder of what Abby is. I just don't think he can be trusted she. yet. She can be trusted yet. I also want to give Toya a shout out for pointing out that fathers count too. Yes. Everyone kept saying that Abby is the biological mum, and I know it's ma- and I know it made her see that that does make her have a case, but they're just making out as if this puts her ahead. She even said to Imran that she'll get Alfie because it's me blood running through his veins. Yeah, it's Imran's too. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. That was a long paragraph, but well argued. Um, yeah, I, I think Toya is partly saying these things just because she wants the baby herself. <laughs> but it's very, it's true. Just because you know, Alf, just because Abby was there when the baby was born and Imran wasn't, it doesn't give her. Well, the mum's always going to be there, aren't they? Exactly. That's, That's just unfair. cheating. Totally cheating. <laughs> Summer story. Amy is really good mate and I'd be happy with a friend like her, but I do think it was silly her not telling Billy, but I do understand she wants to be loyal. I think Summer will end up in hospital and miss her exams. She's definitely not going to Oxford. 
I think that's the that's what? the the thing, isn't it? I also don't think Summer's going to go to Oxford. Oh so no! What's going to stop her going there? It's going to have to be something rude, that happens I in the exam time, isn't want it? Want her to go to Oxford? I mean, no. I think Corey were really silly taking all three uni applicants. Typical summer to go to Oxford, which is the boring one. <laughs> Applying to unis outside cool of Manchester because they're never going to go. Amy's already become a flake by choosing to go to Manchester of UCL for Jacob and Asher ain't going to Glasgow. It just looks really bad when they have all their future plans changed because of the story. If only she was going to Edinburgh, she could go with Daniel. That's very true as well. She could have tagged along, couldn't she? Why have it part of the story at all? Just have them apply local or have one of them apply outside of town because it doesn't look as bad when one of them randomly changes their mind about something they apparently have their heart set on. I mean, they have occasionally, like Andy McDonald, he went off somewhere, I can't remember where, to university, but not near Manchester. And he went out of the show for a bit and then he came back every now and then to visit. It can just about work. But then it was also, I think, the beginning of the end for Andy McDonald as a character because it wasn't too long after that that he disappeared off to Spain for good. But I, I totally agree. It seems it is very, very odd that it's really super inconvenient that they're doing this now as we're all coming out of the pandemic. Because if they'd done this storyline two years ago, it they could have per- they could have it would have been perfect because everybody would have been studying from home. Yeah, yeah. And they could have actually had a generation of Coronation Street kids that went to university and got degrees. If only the pandemic had gone on longer, Gemma. I wish if only it they'd had. taken a bit longer to get that vaccine. Three more years. <laughs> Three more years. We ge- we we know about like five people, six people that have currently got COVID, don't we? And we don't know many people. So it's still going. So We've heard this. I've heard this Mm. is a problem. Yes. Faye's story, finally. I will stop waffling. I think Faye will have a health issue. I think she'll be told her baby clock is ticking. And if she wants to have a baby, she needs to do it soon. Maybe. Mm. But I can't really um, sound very excited about that, unfortunately. What's the question? Babies? Faye. Is she going to be told, oh, yeah. if you want to have a baby, Faye, get at it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going to put something at the beginning of this podcast, insert it in. Here's a game, everybody. How many sides does Gemma do? Do the, shot. Yeah, drinking game for this week's podcast. Go back and listen to it again. Shot for every side that Gemma does. I think, okay, solution to everyone's problem. Faye gets Alfie because she wants a baby. She can't have one because she has got... Um, She's got cure disease and... What disease? Cooter. So she can't have one. And so she gets one, like... And then everybody's unhappy. Okay. Equally. There we go. Perfect. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much for your email. That was great. Rebecca, your turn, Gemma. Read it out. Right. She's another conspiracy theorist, is Rebecca. Because she says, Start off with, I have a gut feeling that Toya is playing the long game to try and get custody of Alfie via Imran being the father and dump him, leave him with nothing. Maybe getting married as well, but that will be part of it. I think she wants Abby to see Alfie, but I'm not sure if she completely trusts Abby around him. Imran just wants to get custody at any cost. Either way, still loving this story and also I can see the viewpoint of both sides. So I'm on neither side. That's, that's a good that's a good approach. I can see you both have a point, so I disagree with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Toya would, if she is playing the long game here, would she actually marry Imran to get her hands on Alfie? Yep. That seems like an awful lot of work. I don't. I think Toya could be being a bit sneaky, but I don't know whether she'd actually marry him. I don't know why everyone is obsessed with the idea that it, that Toya is is a double agent here because I I how I don't understand how that works. 
of everybody involved in this, she's the only one who has absolutely no claim to him whatsoever. Which is why she needs to get every kind of legal claim possible. I, I don't know. I, I just. But think if it's... you marry somebody, you don't automatically get rights over their child. Every little helps, surely. I don't know. I don't know. Carry on. Mm. Also, I... I think um, Imran bought the book Abby was reading to Elfie at his incubator. So yes, he bought a book, but it wasn't for Toya. <gasps> oh, I missed that. Thank you. I'm wondering if Gary will find something at Rick's house. He did. He did. <laughs> I thought it was totally in Gary's character just to say something simple at the grave. He hasn't quest- He hasn't the brain power to say witty things. He's more punch first. Ask questions later. Yeah, and when there's something to punch, what do you do? What? Nothing. Oh. You just say... Say a few words. Say some pl- some boring lines. Do you think you could say something witty at someone's grave if you'd killed them? Well, I'd write it down. I'd he put has, it on my phone. He has had two years to think about it, hasn't he, to be fair? I know. All those, all those times that know. he spent brooding no. at the furniture shop, just in case I ever have to actually bury yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Day, he never what thought. am I going to say? But he already did bury him. But this is the third time now. <laughs> he should have said, third time's a charm. <laughs> yeah. That would have been the perfect thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rebecca says I did love Maria thinking she's popular because her Instagram followers have gone up no Maria it's because of that phot- photographer taking pictures of you at the funeral I also enjoyed the guy appearing at the funeral but where was Sharon older women surely like Daniel don't they I'm wondering if Nikki will reveal she's not interested in Daniel despite Daisy thinking she is I also wanted an all a Susan power couple too I thought Mr. Geronimo was the equal of Kirk, so that's why he liked him so much. Nobody else would give Kirk a promotion. I wonder if Carla will put her foot down eventually. Glad that Faye and Craig aren't having a baby, and Beth needs to butt out of their relationship. Beth was doing it in the lane, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Why was Billy buying summer Easter eggs? Also, there was a point on Monday's episode where I thought I was being lectured by Billy too. Amy is only looking out for Summer, but I agree. Amy, Ardy and Billy need to come together before it's too late. Also, Summer eating a cake and then a full-on, a full-fat bacon butty. That's a lot of cards. I can understand her want... Oh, a lot of calories, maybe? I can understand her wanting to throw up. No, no. No, never do that. Do you think... We didn't say this week because we were a bit bored by the story, but is Summer being a bit... Um, mm. You know, by saying, actually, I don't need your help, is she being a bit ungrateful? Who too? To Billy and Todd and Ardy and um, no, Paul because it's about and... control. It's about control. Her problem is she feels out of control and she's trying to regain control over herself, and everybody is trying to wrest it away from her again. Okay, thank you. Don't you think? Yeah. Finally, Sam is so cute with a crush. Although I'm keep, keeping my eye on Hope. I can see some flaming chessboards in the future. <laughs> yes, I'd love that. <laughs> I would the only love, time I, I would want to see another chessboard on Coronation Street that if it's on fire. On fire. A flaming queen. <laughs> Won't be the first time there's been one on <laughs> oh, the street. Oh, bubble. Um, Rebecca says, me thinks she might like Sam too. I also agree that his crush won't like him the way he likes her, causing Sam to be heartbroken. Character of the week is Toya, just because I hope she is playing the long game regarding Imran, and I give it three and a half times Roy was neither cute nor stupid out of five. Thank you very much, Rebecca. And finally, we have got Nancy's email. Well, Nancy just liked one of our tweets. Hello. Um, she says, what happened with Abby, Imran and Toya this week makes me hard, makes it hard for me to take a side. I think Imran may try to do something with that paralegal that could backfire. If Toya tries to take Alfie and dumps Imran, it might open the door for Abby to be able to get custody. Kevin may end up helping Abby too. 
It's hard to tell if Toya loves Imran. Leanne clearly has no use for him, though. Toya may have to team up with Abby. Abby has a, uh, has a confident side, too. Um, will Sharon turn up at Rick's house? No. I love the way Callie is trying to move on from this tragedy, and I loved the dramatic effect of the spit on the coffin. Daisy. <laughs> well, yes, it sounded like that. <laughs> Apparently, um, viewers were up in arms about the spit on the coffin, if you believe the uh, clickbaity headlines oh. in the, on the online tabloids this week. Daisy is going to try and expose Nikki, Nancy How? says. No, she doesn't. Daisy would never do that. Can I get a job working for the tabloids, just writing clickbaity stories about what people say on Twitter? Yes, you can. Because I could write the tweets and generate... Generate your own content. Generate my own content, yeah. <laughs> I agree with your comments about teachers. Oh, thank you. These trips need to have a purpose for a school to have them. Daniel needs to talk with Ken about handling women like Mrs. Crawshaw, who may be chasing him. She seems to have given up on him this week, doesn't she, Orla? I think that was just a... A moment of madness last week. It was wonderful to see Jenny and Leo together. No, it wasn't. When I commented about how lovely it was just... to see Sally Ann Matthews and Joe Frost together on Twitter, Sally answered me with, and his tan. And I love that answer. <laughs> I want to thank the landlady of the Rovers for that lovely comment. Well, now you're thanking you her go. publicly, Nancy. Yep. Funny part of Craig's promotion was the fact that Carla and Sarah could contain themselves. You could tell they wanted to burst out laughing. I hope Billy will... Oh, yeah, what's happened? No, not Craig's promotion. Kirk's promotion, yeah. you mean, Nancy. What's happened with Craig, Kirk well, and his office... What is it? Executive office That's assistant what... thing? Oh. Nothing's happened. Can I sigh about that? Goodness. Am I allowed? You can sigh all you want <sighs> about Kirk. Um, hope Billy, Billy will figure out what's happening to Summer. She needs strategies to cope. Mm -hmm. Love the crush that Sam has on Jelena. And Nancy says she gives this week's episode three and a half glasses of Big Red out of five. The character of the week is Toya. Be good, be brave, be brave, be happy. <laughs> Toya's words to Elsie were brilliant. <laughs> Toya's like, be grave. <laughs> yeah, but if, she, if she's going off to EastEnders, that would be the, uh, mm -hmm. the the advice Looks that sickly. you would give, isn't it? The end. That is the end of this fantastic really poor. podcast. It wasn't poor, it was fine. We had lots of laughs. It was Coronation Street that was poor, not us, No, Gemma. it wasn't my fault. We were on fire. Flaming. Gemma, if you think this no. episode was so yes. bad, I would love you to do your very, very best to salvage it no, don't. by telling people how they could contact us don't in the most entertaining way possible. I don't. I'm not. No, I'm not an entertainer. Dance me, monkey. No, I shan't. Me, I will never dance. Read out our contact details. Uh, conversationstreet at gmail.com you're not selling it. Come on. Nobody's uh, going no, to email us. Nobody's and... interested. No, I bet you nobody listens to this bit. They do. Podbean. Right, go to our website. We're conversation street at podbean.com. You can leave a comment now. Or if you download the Podbean app, you can write a comment straight into that. It's so convenient. We haven't had many reviews on iTunes recently. It'd be absolutely lovely of you if you could head on over to there, click on the no. five stars, give a funny uh, header, no. and say how awesome this podcast is so the whole world knows. And if you listen on another platform like Spotify or whatever it is that you Android users use, then review us there if that facility exists. We are on Instagram called Conversation Street. It's very easy to find there. We're on Twitter, at Conversation Street. People are joining us and following us all the time there. Very lovely of you. But if you're listening to this and you have not followed us yet, get and do it now. Facebook group there. Join our Facebook group. Somebody joined our Facebook group this week and they said, don't want to post very much. I just want to listen. That's fine. You can do that. It's nice if you post as well. But if you just want to join it's like in a support and listen group to the conversation. You don't is. have it's to fine. say anything. You can just listen. Yeah. Yeah. 
and um, people might ask you if you're a murderer or a sex addict if you join in. But and it's only a joke. They'll put a cabbage on a table, and as though you don't know what one is. Oh yeah, that was the lesson. That there was learned. a cabbage, some There's carrots, a cabbage and carrots, and, and some basil. What are you so. making? Do not make me vegetable lasagna with that. Hey everybody, did you know we have a YouTube channel? We do. There's even a couple of videos on there. There's Mostly even videos of us stuff. on there. There are videos of years us. ago. Yes. When Gemma wasn't shy about cameras and things. When There's I was a sigh. About I said shy, not sigh. Um, we put on the character profile of Freddie Smith this week. Remember him, everybody? He left Coronation Street five years ago, just yesterday. So we put on the character profile of him. And we'll continue to do other things there. We're on Patreon. It's amazing if you join Patreon because you can listen to bonus podcasts and things once a month. And, 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 mm-hmm. we're very, very close to getting our 2022 physical bit of merchandise aren't we for our patrons we're not saying what it is yet but Gemma has been in touch with people online saying can you do us a mock-up please so hopefully we'll get our mock-up soon please send me a sample we've seen a picture of what it's going to look like but we're going to have something physical in our hands can only imagine it yeah so once that's all sorted so exciting then check your letterboxes because we're going to be posting something through it if you want something cool from us you need to join our Patreon top tier. Yes, that's true. Rovers. Rovers tier. The Rovers tier, it is $10 a month, which is not even £10. And you get exclusive access to all of our back catalogue, plus 12 episodes every year of secret top fives. And you get a cool thing. You do, you do. But you don't have to join that tier. You can go any tiers. Or no tiers. No tears, you, don't really. cry. <laughs> it's fine. We don't feel rejected <laughs> no, if you don't join the, the Patreon. is there. And that's it. Yeah. We've finished another podcast. <laughs> Stop it, bloody hell. I'm so fed up with you. I'm going to give you a good talking to once this is over. <laughs> this isn't good. Oh, no. It's bad. I didn't the... do it on purpose. We're going to be <laughs> losing do... viewers. I did do that listeners. one on purpose. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> Tell Gemma not to sigh, everybody tweet. Oh, oh can sake. I say thank you, everybody? Everybody who tweeted me and messaged me on oh, Facebook yeah. and everything last week to tell me to put water in my car because yeah, we got like what? about five people to do it. Thank you very much. And the first person to do it had reminded me because I'd forgotten. So I went outside, I put water in the car, but then it turned out that wasn't the problem. There's something wrong with my wipers because my, my water bottle is like literally almost overflowing now, but still nothing's coming out. So I've got my car booked into the garage next week. So they're going to sort out my nozzle. You've got to unstick your nozzle. Then I will have lovely clean windscreen again. But until then, I'll just have to squint. So, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another couple of podcasts. If you enjoyed this week's Coronation Street, good for you. Write in and tell us what was so great about it. If you enjoyed the podcast this week, same. For now, goodbye from me. Goodbye from Gemma. Say goodbye. Abby, literally, all podcasts has been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But she's here now. now. Say goodbye, Abby. Do a little purr into the microphone. Oh, she's shy. Bye, everybody. Bye. Music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.